I don't know. That could be. Hold on one second. <laughs> Damn it, Sammy. This is why. Um. Uh, why not? Fuck it. Hey, welcome back to Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. The podcast about all things millennial anxiety inducing. I am your host, Cece. I have a nice long episode for you this week. Uh, we're coming to you from the home studio. Um, fortunate and blessed enough to have this set up to be able to, you know, adhere to social distancing guidelines while being in person. Uh, I should be having some more Zoom apps coming up, but uh, I, I take advantage of the in-person recording situation when possible just to deliver the best sound quality. Uh, with that being said, you might hear me cough a little bit through this episode. I um, have been smoking a lot of weed uh, as I'm not working or really doing much of anything other than creative projects. So don't worry. I'm not sick. I um, just uh, got that smoker's cough going on right now. This week, I'm excited to bring back our first ever co-host from episode numero uno, Deb Scrott. She is, you know, the person that gave me the idea to start this podcast, and it's uh, the second of our redemption episodes in the the four redemption episode series that we got going on through throughout the remainder of quarantine. Um, as the world continues to open back up, just be kind to one another. We're living in a in kind of like a different reality now. So um, I know we're still, I, I don't know where you're listening from, but in the Philadelphia region, we are still on uh, lockdown. So people aren't returning to work necessarily unless they've been working through this whole, whole thing. So uh, we're not you know, sitting in restaurants or going to concerts or whatever. There's no real big group situations happening. So just keep plugging away at it. Stay sane. We've made it this far. Um, I think it's it's good for us to continue on the path that we're on until things diminish instead of just, you know, slapping everybody in the face with opening back up and seeing things spike, etc. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, I'll give you Deb Scrat. I don't want to bore into your ears any fucking more. The imagery in that statement was kind of creepy. Okay, here she is, Deb Scrat. Yeah, it's good to get out of the house. I got out um, I last mean, night for a little bit, went and chilled on the porch with nice. Stephen Chinnaman. I mean, I haven't, I've, I haven't really been, like, stuck in my house too much because I've been going to my sister's house a lot because... Right, I, I gotta go somewhere, but yeah, um, working from home, I actually don't like at all. You don't like it? I hate it. Why don't you like it? I thought I would like it. Um, I think so. You know, I'm taking phone calls for. You're recording now, right? Yeah, we're okay. recording. I figured, but I can cut. Okay, whatever well, you want. Don't let me. No, I don't care. But I, I don't care at all. I just, I feel like at some point we should go through my whole because mm -hmm. I've I've been around the block of jobs since. yeah since you were last on a lot has changed in your life a fuck ton mm -hmm. um well okay so as far as work goes so I was at the inn the last time I actually went back today to look when we recorded it it was September mm -hmm. so it's like a few months away from a year yeah since. because your episode like 38 or something like that what I was episode 
you were one, but this now is like 38. Oh, so like the okay. halfway point is like 26. Oh, okay. So it's way more than a half year at this point. I'm almost yeah. at 40 weeks. So, um, yeah, I was at the inn. And, I mean, I did like Peddler's Village. That was like my home. But yeah. I needed to get away because I was like too comfortable and also stressing me out a lot. I don't think um, you were even considering leaving when we did that I wasn't. episode. I do. Like listening back to it, though, I was like. Yeah, I mean, this is just, like, the job I'm going to do. Yeah. So I wasn't, like, excited about it at that point. Right, so, right. Um, and I left, and I made, like, a huge mistake with where I went. I hated it so much. So I went to the Radisson, and it was horrible. Like, every day was horrible. Like, there mm -hmm. wasn't a single day where I was there, and I was like, it's a good day. Like, Which it is was bad. all yeah. shit. Like, every single day I dreaded going in. I was miserable. So then I just got the job at Refined Hospitality two weeks before we all... Got locked Shut in. Shut the fuck down. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, basically, what I'm doing now is I'm just, like, sitting at home, and I'm on the phone. So, I'm just, like, accepting phone calls, because we're reopening June 1st at... So, it's the Reeds at Shelter Haven, which is in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, that I'm booking for right now. Okay. Um, eventually, I'll be booking, booking for the River House, which I am booking for the River House, but, like, no one's calling for that right now. Right. So, um, and so, I'm just sitting at home, and I'm, like, taking phone calls, and it's great, but also hopefully my job never listens to this, but it's a bunch of freaking rich people and they can get really fucking rude. Like, yeah. like Karen's. And I feel okay. like this is my thing. So I don't really have like a desk area. Like, you know how small my apartment is. Right. I don't really have like a desk area. So I literally like put my computer, like they gave me a desktop. So oh I like put my computer like on, I didn't even have a table. So like I took my table where my microwave is on, put my microwave on the floor. Oh my God. And like moved the, so that's where my computer is. And I'm like, I'm on my couch. Okay. And I feel like my couch, even though we need a new one, I feel like my couch is like my safe space. Like that's like my piece. Right, right, right. And right. I feel like they're just disturbing it. Like, well, and I'm I, like stressed out. Well, I'm not like stressed out because it's it's, it's not really that stressful of a job. No, it is. But, but it, it, it is your safe space. And I totally get it because... I normally do a lot of, other than the, the dog sitting, I'm writing from home. I work from home a lot. So um, this adjustment for me has been, it means I don't go to a coffee shop anymore. Right. And a lot of the time, if somebody's home, I can't work with people around me. Yeah. So I'm working in my bedroom. And, like, I do have a little table behind you that I've been setting up, excuse me, to work from home because... I, I can't, I, I'll default sit in my bed, and mm -hmm. then when I try to fall asleep at mm -hmm. night, mm -hmm. I feel like all of the day's thoughts are contained in this spot, and all that energy is yeah. here. Yeah, So I totally get it with your couch, because it, now you can't like, relax. Honestly, like, me and Steve, a lot of times, I mean, you know how big our couch is, a lot of times we end up, like, falling asleep on the couch. Like, we, it's like half of our bedroom. Like, mm -hmm. we, we don't have a very big apartment. We, like, spend a lot of time in front of that big TV, so, like, right. either, you know, watching a movie or, like, video, him playing video games and me just, like, hanging out or whatever. So, like, that's, like, our, that's our, like, place. Like, and you, my couch, even though I need a new one, is, like, so comfortable, like, so it's got our blankets and yeah. everything, and it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like I need, and he was saying, he was, like, why don't you just, like, turn the freaking bedroom besides, like, the bed area into a work from home and I'm like yeah I mean but I don't know how long I'm gonna do this for so right. I don't know if I want to like put the effort into like um I, yeah I totally that's how I feel it. with everything right now though yeah, like we don't know like, we don't know anything don't know so like do on. I want to put the effort or planning or energy or whatever into anything like that's my car situation I'm like do I do this and yeah like, take the leap or do I wait it out I don't know what a time. So who are you? What's your name? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Deb Scrot. 
Stan Scrot, whatever you want to call me. I know I have such a hard time with. I haven't even like completely all the way changed my name, so no. I use different names for different situations. <laughs> it's like whatever. I don't yeah, care. it's it's a hard adjustment now that I'm 28. We're 28, and we see like all these people getting married and their names slowly changing on like social media and being like, yeah. oh fuck. Yeah. That's their last name now. I mean, I've been married for three years now, though. Yeah. You're <laughs> our on anniversary the, you're on was the, the other day. End yeah. Of people, I think, our age range. So, yeah, your age is 28. You're a Capricorn. Anything? We didn't talk about it at all last we time. We didn't talk about it at which all. Which is so funny. <laughs> so, hit me with it. You're a Capricorn. Yeah. I looked up today, actually. I, my ascending is Leo. Oh. Um, but it also said my moon, that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. My moon sign is um, Scorpio, which is what Steve is, like, that's his horse He's his, a Scorpio. His main sign. Yeah. Um, sun sign. I am also a Leo rising. How does that Ascendant. Work? I don't yeah. even know what it's based off. What is, what um, is time, location? Okay, yeah. Well, I know that because it asked me those questions. Right. But, like, ascending is. Oh, Okay, I fucked this up last time, so I gotta get it get it right, get it tight. Um, your moon is what you feel like on the inside, and your rising or your ascendant is what you appear like to other people. That's interesting. So you. That's come interesting off that me and confident and like yeah. leader. Yeah. Well, I guess that's how people perceive you. See, but that's not how you perceive okay. yourself. You perceive yourself to be a Scorpio. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I don't know what Scorpio really is. Um, so. so Scorpio and Capricorn, I'm pretty sure, are opposite signs. So they have an interesting chemistry together. Like, it doesn't always work. Well, um, I, it's funny because I've been taking, and who knows if these are true, but I've been taking a lot of, like, random quizzes because, like, what the hell else do I have to do? So I've been taking, like, quizzes and stuff online. And, like, I keep getting that, like, best friend, like, the best friend that Corpio, Cor- Capricorn has is Scorpio. Scorpio. So I'm like, that's kind of interesting because me and Steve are married. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't get along very well with Scorpios. So, anywho, Scorpios are, like, to me, kind of, like, passive-aggressive and, like, kind of, like, mm, um, judgy, which I am, too, but also, like, I'll express my judgments, whereas I feel like they just kind of, like, sit back quietly mm. and, like, make their assessment and then, like... Scorpio is typically, like, portrayed as crazy, like super crazy but I don't think they're crazy I think they like mean well Mm. they're just maybe not the best at placing their emotions places gotcha okay that's what I know interesting um but yeah I don't like have a lot there's a lot of Scorpios that I really don't get along with Mm. I don't know they like me at first or maybe they're just like it's a personality trait with these people that's common I don't know so yeah you're a Capricorn like me you're Mm -hmm. a December Cap though Mm mm-hmm I don't know if different? there's a difference. <laughs> well, I do think that you and I are different. I don't think that we're like, I mean, I think no. we definitely have simul- similarities, but I don't mm-hmm. think, like, I think in a lot of ways we're very different, so. But that's the whole thing that everybody, come, I always come back to with, like, talking about this on the podcast in particular is, like, I take it all with a grain of salt because I'm very much, like, a nurture over nature person. Yeah. So I do believe in, like, how you're raised up yeah. to, to make you a... To connect with religion and all the other things that make people who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always think about it with, like, serial killers. Like, are they born or, like, created? And 
That's interesting because um, I think that it's both. <laughs> I, it's both. It's and that, it's like that nature versus, versus nurture thing where it's all kind of intertwined. I think like your genes have a lot to do with stuff, but yeah, not the penultimate. Um, so we did we talk about how we met on episode our first? I should have listened. We did. No, we did. Yeah, we we talked because we've known each other for like forever. Right. Um, but we weren't like really like friend friend like close friends until like probably right before what, like, the podcast like two years ago <laughs> yeah maybe? two years ago yeah I don't even remember why we started like um I, I will tell I think you we just agree with a lot of things on social media and that's really what like started us talking I'm I'm pretty sure like um the years after for me anyway the years after college for me were like very depressed and antisocial and like I was in a toxic relationship and then I went through a breakup and I like just reached out to everybody I think I like one like did it as a crutch but two was like repressed myself socially so much that I was like I'm missing out on so many great friendships just because I'm I'm a stick in the mud bitch and like have been so depressed and like all those things coupled I think so I think I probably was like hey Put it out there to everybody because there's a lot of people that I connected with like two years ago that yeah. I or reconnected. I should right, say. right, yeah. And I, I don't know. I just think like we, like we agreed on a lot of things on social media, and I think we saw certain things like that each other. Like we both have like an interest in crystals and stuff like that, and and also it was like around like this weird time of like Trump getting elected, yeah. and like we kind of like a lot of people like bonded, and a lot of other people like kind of yeah you really apart <laughs> you met your like true friends I feel like during those high- it's the same thing with like right now like yeah I'm watching people like make shifts based upon their beliefs of how this is all being handled but oh my god it's a mess so you kind of went into what you're doing do you want to talk any more about that um I mean I will say so I much covered what you're when I was like listening because I listened to the not like super re- after Steve's I re-listened to mine and um, I, I feel like, and that's nice to say, I feel like I was pretty guarded on my like first podcast. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I didn't really open up as much as I thought I was going to, or thought I did too. Like now, I know you were. So I want to be candid. Like, like paranoid, not paranoid. That's not the right word because it wasn't like I think it's reasonable, especially because it was the first episode and mm-hmm. we had no idea like yeah. what this product was going to turn out to be. But you were like, I don't want to say too much, and I totally, well, totally get it. I think you're justified in that. Yeah. Well, and I think also, um, like, as far as work goes, I feel like I was pretty, like, I was kind of miserable, so I was, like, not, but I was very surface level on, like, everything I talked about. Like, Mm -hmm. I kind of, like, said some of the things, and, because, like, I even listened to it, and I, like, basically said, oh, this is just what I'm doing, and here's the thing. I was not happy with the front office manager position at the end because it took up so much of my time, and it also was so stressful because I had no idea, like, when I was going to get a phone call or anything, and I'm very glad I'm out of that now because I'm working from home, which is not ideal, but... I, I'm not working that much right now, which I do want to be working more because I want to be making more money. Are you not full-time right now? No, because they don't have, like, enough business right. for us. And, I, I mean, it's fine. It's a brand-new company. The hotel in Reeds has only been there since 2013. They're just now expanding to opening up the River House. Um, so it's it's kind of new. Like, they, the refined hospitality name is kind of new. And, yeah. like, they bought that office space in New Hope where I'm supposed to be working out of. And right. then, of course, all this happens. So they kind of have to, like, scale back a little bit. Right. But I'm just blessed because they 
there was four people in the office mm -hmm. and like doing the same job that I'm doing, which is reservation specialist. And now there's two of us and oh, I was one of them and I was the last one to come in. So the fact that they like called me first, yeah. I was like super happy about because um, I was a really happy to go back to work because um, I was like my mom died and I like needed um, a distraction. And even though I don't really like working from home right now, I'm like glad to have that distraction and that time away. Yeah. So I'm only working like uh, 20, like last week I worked 19 hours. This week I just finished, I just finished at two o'clock and it was 23 hours. Is that like every day or? Me and the girl are trading off days, me and the other girl that are working. Okay. Um, her name's Anne, she's really sweet. Um, she's working like we're working every other so last week I had four days this week I'll have three days okay which is I mean it's fine I it's fine for now because I feel like because we're we're I'm not going to work every day I'm actually like saving money even though I am that's what I'm thinking because shopping. you're not driving yeah well yeah. We're driving to New Hope is a lot of gas right so there's that plus like mileage on our cars and all that but um I, I don't know I also just feel like for some reason I feel like when I'm in my normal routine I spend a lot of money like just like stopping at the store on the way home mm -hmm. or like whatever. So I do think I'm saving money, even though I, I have been going a little crazy with online shopping recently. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm saving money, so I'm not that upset about it. And Steve is working like more than usual and he already works like a shit ton. So. Right. Um, yeah, poor essential Steve. I know. Right aid being crazy, but. Bless his soul. And they haven't even cut their hours or anything. Like CVS cut their hours. They haven't done that at all. They're still like work, working the same amount of hours and everything. It's good though. I would love to have work right now to like, cause like literally it's like the podcast and like the occasional project that I've been like You just did that up. article. I Congratulations. Did. Thank you. It's exciting. You know, it's so funny. Like, and this is like not to, I'm trying, I, I hope this sounds like humble and not twatty, but <laughs> who knows. So my grandma's good friend, Lois, we call her like Aunt Lois, she emailed my grandmom and said, um, oh, congratulations, Cassandra's a published author, blah, 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 blah. Like, so I've been out of college, what, six years now? Mm -hmm. I've been published for, for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't like realize I think it's really sweet I love the compliments I yeah. love that people are reading it and I think that this article in particular applies to but then I did all that stuff for the visitor center for yeah. Bucks County so I'm like you guys could have been but I get it it's the paper it's yeah a big fucking well, deal. plus but like with the older generation right. like the newspaper it is such weight. a big deal yeah my dad like I feel like, like people inter people that that generation like the internet publications they're like Meh, like mm -hmm. whatever where now they're right. you know like newspapers are like that's their thing. Right. And my dad, like, said a big thing about it, too. And I'm like, Dad, you realize I was, like, published in Harrisburg magazines yeah. for, like, critiquing, like, <laughs> plays. Like, this is a stupid opinion article. Like, whatever. But thank you. I and did I like do. it. Thank you. I think it was, it's been And a I always read coming. your stuff, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> no, I know. There's a, there's a handful of people that I can count on to, like, always read my stuff mm -hmm. or, or, like, share my... Nicole Burkett is really great about, like, always sharing my stuff and, like... It's it's really not that big of a deal because it's kind of like I'm running into the same problem I'm running into with the podcast is that, like, our reach is only so far. Right. So, like, I do appreciate, like, please share my stuff, but, like, I, you know. Well, plus we, me and you probably have, like, a lot of mutual That's people. So it's, like, not. And any, right. like, yeah, there's probably some people that I know that, like, you don't know that read it. But right, right. a lot of them probably just, like, saw your name. I was like, okay, well, I already saw that she posted it. So uh, This was, for in particular, though, a good thing for reach because, um, and, I, like, I wanted to plug my brother's video and stuff because 
a lot of people went through that camp program mm -hmm. years before like we had ever yeah. gotten to the point of going. So, yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. I don't. Where did we come to from this? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh God. About? Um, I think we were just talking about oh, like project, working from just, home and distractions. Just, yeah, and... just like doing little projects. Like so, wrapping that up. I've been trying to like just wrap up shit. Like I have to redo my my resume, and that's been something I've been putting off. So like I'll get that done. But I, those are all things that like I don't have to do them. Yeah. So I procrastinate them, oh, and yeah. then like. I feel that. <laughs> So to have work would be a nice thing, but. Yeah, I mean, it was nice getting back to it because I was just like, I was just like, what am I doing with myself? Like, I'm just like staring at the wall all day long. Right. Like, what the heck? But um, yeah, so I guess I guess if we want to be like dive in here. So yeah, are we ready? What do you, what freaks you out? Um, well, no, I. Or you want to talk yeah. more about work? Uh, we can we can talk about that. So, because um, I yeah, feel like yeah. I didn't really talk too much about my like anxieties. I wasn't really like that like like honest about it. So I want to be more honest okay. than last time and more candid. Um, somebody recently told me that I was bold, and I was like, okay, well that's a huge compliment for me. So now I feel like I have to like bold is like go for it and like be really bold. Isn't a bad adjective. Yeah, I like that's no the Leo thing. Yeah, well, I guess, but. <laughs> Um, I, no, no one's really ever said that to me. So when he said really? that to me, we were, we were like arguing about like a religion thing. And so, and he was like, I appreciate you being as bold as you are. It's like a quality that I think people should try to, you know, be more. And I yeah. was like, thank you. So then I was a little bit more softer on him after he said that. I think but that's anyway. a good adjective for you. I think I would always use like intense. Oh, Passionate. Oh, I like passionate. Passionate okay. is a, a way to make intense not sound like I don't mean intense in like an aggressive manner. Yeah, whatever. But as long as you're not calling me like passive aggressive, which no, I can be I passive think, aggressive. I don't really but... think you're passive aggressive. I think you're one to speak up. Like... Yeah. Well, I try to be because I just think like you know, there's so many people that don't. There's so many people that are like privileged, like you know, you and I are being mm -hmm. like white girls from the suburbs middle um, class yeah, yeah yeah so I feel like you know it's it's kind of like my duty almost to be to speak right. up but um yeah so as far as like I feel like in the last podcast I didn't really talk about like my legitimate anxieties and what like really freaks me out and like um for one thing like I I remember we talked about therapy and like the reasons why I don't do therapy and mm -hmm. I know like I said it had a lot to do with money which it does but um, a huge part of it is actually that I have like anxiety and my new therapist, um, said that she thinks that it's like white coat syndrome. Right. You were telling so, me a little bit about this. So explain it for the listener. Yeah. So, um, I don't really, I avoid things that like when I have to interact with somebody that I like perceive having power over me. Okay. So for example, um, doctors, um, therapists which kind of like go in with the doctors right I'm trying to think of like other scenarios right now but like nothing is really coming to my mind I'll think of more I'm sure but um the big thing is doctors is I, it like authority in general police yeah like, yeah okay. police officers um which not too bad but like I do like if I get pulled over I like shit my pants like factor yeah um but yeah so and like even not really I wouldn't say bosses because eventually I just get more comfortable with like those types of people but like in the past there's been like bosses that have like made me feel really uncomfortable mm. one because they were just like you know <laughs> uncomfortable people yeah but, um 
so yeah, so she kind of like, I, I wasn't going to therapy. I don't go to the doctor. I like still haven't been to the doctor in a very long time. Um, unless I needed to, like there was two instances last year where I really needed to, which was my wrist was like the big thing. Right. Um, cause I sprained my wrist But I remember, badly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh. It's okay. It's not laugh. funny. It's, no, you can't. It's, it's not funny. Funny. It's so simple. I remember going out with you like for drinks or whatever. After Rocky Horror. Yeah, that, that, but other times too. <laughs> like in that time period and you'd be wearing your brace and you'd be like I'm just I'm just they're just gonna tell me the same thing so I'm not going <laughs> to this appointment well <laughs> they do they do they say the same things but it's definitely like an anxiety too because right. I remember specifically one time when I went to go to the one doctor I had to go to the doctor because it was a workman's comp thing so like I didn't have a choice like right it was so funny because Steve went to the ER with me being the sweet person that he is and he, we left the ER and they like told me like you need to see a doctor like another doctor before you can take this brace off and I thought like I was going to go to the doctor and they were just going to be like yeah you're good like take it off because it was a sprain like I didn't think it was that big of a deal and she was like no you have to wear like a brace for six to eight weeks you have to go to physical therapy yeah. like yada 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 so it was really annoying part of me feels like they just were like oh you know it's workman's comp so we're going to get the money so we might as well just do it right but, um I remember sitting in the room, like, waiting for the doctor to come in, mm -hmm. and I they had me sitting for, like, a long time, and it was, like, a small square room, and it was, like, you know, just brown walls, like, nothing really, and I got so anxious. Like, I was ready to just leave. Like, I was literally yeah. going to walk out and leave, and there's been so many instances similar to that, like, where... Um, one thing that I do is like, I will, I'll make like an appointment to do something like uh, to go take care of something and whether it be health wise or whatever, like car, um, stuff. yeah, car stuff is a big mm -hmm. thing for me. Um, my schooling was a big thing. Like mm. I, I don't know if we talked about this, but I never actually finished my degree. Right. And a big thing was like, I never wanted to go to like my advising appointments. I, I never wanted to. I totally, totally empathize with those things. The, the car thing, not so much. Like, I don't know why the car thing, the car thing I think is, it's not as serious as I think it is. I, yeah. I think it's just like making the appointment and like calling and like setting it up and setting then having up. to like go at that time. Like I'd rather do things at my leisure. Yeah, like if that makes sense. That's true. So I get anxiety around appointment times too, because I'm like constantly late. I can't help myself. And I'm I think not, that's part of an anxiety based thing. I don't yeah. like to be early sitting there waiting. I so actually I push things to the I limit. hate being late for things. So this was another thing with my school. So I would, if I was late to a class, if I was about to be late and I knew that I'd have to like walk in and everybody would be like turn around and look at me I was like I'm not going yeah like so I would just not go so then I missed some classes right. and then whatever so I never actually finished my degree and that's actually something that like I've been recently thinking about because I'm not that far off so I'm like actually thinking about like going and not taking like a lot of classes but taking like one or two at a time yeah, and then just could, slowly finishing you could it slowly bang it out how many credits do you have left do you um have? I actually just reactivated my account with um bucks so I, I I'm not sure but mm -hmm. I, I know I'm not far off because I also took a leadership class through Peddler's Village that like work towards credit credit that's yeah. dope so um I don't want to get a bachelor's degree just because I, I don't even mm -hmm. like school that much like I'm not I, I don't like sitting in a classroom I'd rather be working I'd rather be doing like active things right. but um Hands I do on. I do think a it would make me feel better about myself if I got finished just finish my college degree even just my associates. You just your associates yeah. um and then I was also thinking about like doing certificates and stuff after that so that it would just like work because I'm already in the like in reality, I don't need to finish my degree. You're in your career. I'm in my career. Yeah. Um, even though, like, technically I took a step back 
being a reservation specialist. I'm in a great company. Um, I'm like sitting right next door, right? Like my desk is right next to the revenue manager, uh, the director of revenue for like the whole company. Mm -hmm. And that's really like what I want to do is revenue management. So um, it's really interesting. He's like agreed to be like a mentor for me. Oh, good. Um, he's a really nice guy. Um, and like he, like we even talked about it, and he was like, "I don't think you took a step back. I think you took a step toward like a Towards different, right. a different step, like but not a back, like just different. Like, right, you're in a different path. Now. Yeah. So, um, and plus, in that way, I wouldn't be like getting the phone calls that I would get like 24 hours I wouldn't have to go in the middle of the night like I used to have to all the time right it's way more of a day job type so yeah in reality I don't need to go back I'm I'm like where I need to be um so I don't need to go back but I think it would make me feel better about myself and also it would be easier like Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be I don't need to but it would be easier makes you more marketable it gives you a step up in a way yeah so I was like thinking about getting my associates finishing my associates and then like taking um like you know eCornell has like um certificates for revenue management stuff okay like that. because honestly there's not even a bachelor's degree for revenue management okay like i would have to get like a master's if i wanted to right. like really get a degree in revenue management and, and i don't want to do noise. that at all so yeah yeah so not at all like zero chance i'm gonna do that plus yeah. like bucks is really cheap <laughs> so right um but yeah back to what yeah, we, back how to we started the, this the white coat syndrome i think is very interesting because i just had a conversation with my friend about how I was like ninth grade and I had a whole bunch of all throughout high school. I always had weird health problems. Like I hyperextended my knee in soccer. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to the hospital and got 13 stitches in my finger because I almost cut my fingertip off. I had my wisdom teeth removed. A couple of years later, I went to the hospital for this like stomach issue that like I couldn't figure it out. And they mm-hmm. took me from St. Mary's to chop in an ambulance. And it was like all of these like weird things that like. Because she was talking about before she went under, like, her earliest memory or something, before she went under, she just remembers, like, the lights. And I'm like, yeah, that's a traumatizing thing. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you, like, it happens often or yeah. whatever. Whatever you're associating with that. So, like, I totally get... For me, it's less about, like, power over me and more about that, like, unknown you're losing control because, like, you're at the whim of an expert or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the way my therapist explained it to me was Mm -hmm. that it's like, it's like somebody that I, especially uh, she says like, it's a perceived thing because like Mm -hmm. I was very like, I went to a therapist, a therapist in middle school. We talked about that. Um, and I, I always wanted to go back, but I could never like bring myself to like totally go through with it. Like I would research it, like whatever. So now I'm actually doing, and I do recommend this for people, although I don't think it works for everybody. Um, I'm doing BetterHelp, which is um, like online therapy. So like you yeah, can BetterHelp. If you um, want to sponsor this podcast, let me know. I know you do a lot of <laughs> podcast ads. Um, we can we can hook up. I'm pretty cheap, but continue. So. Yeah. So I love it. I do. I do. I don't think that it works for everybody because it's not a face to face therapist. Well, you can. So it's like you can do chat phone calls or video chat. Um, I personally have been doing it for about four months now and I've been doing um, video, uh, I'm sorry, um, just, just like chat, text chat right now. Yeah. And I didn't, I, my one friend um, who I talked about in the last, she was like, um, you're, you're not going to like it. Like you really need to be face to face with somebody. And I think for me, it's kind of the opposite. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I think I've gotten to know her, my therapist and um, I think she's been very f- helpful for me. And in fact, I actually um, missed a week because 
I didn't have my ske- my work from home schedule yet, so I was like holding off scheduling it because mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going to work and I didn't want to cancel it. And then she didn't have any open openings. Oh shit! So I ended up missing a week and it sucked. So I do think like it and is, you noticed a difference. Then. Yeah, I did. Okay. I mean, well, with that being said, um, I am going through a lot right now, so I don't know if it was just that or if it was like that I really needed. But I felt a lot better after I talked to her. So I do think that That's good. it's helping. Um, and I'm hoping to, like, kind of move my way up of, like, how, you know, like, maybe do phone calls next and then video chat. And, and then, then video. eventually mm-hmm. she's not a person that I could ever go see in an office. But um, finding someone to. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, anyway, I do recommend I, I know in my last podcast, like, I was very like, oh, yeah, I just don't have the money for it. But I do think it was like a lot of anxiety. And like towards, excuse. Yeah. And also like just excuse. meeting somebody new, like yeah. that again, that I perceived like having power over me, although like they don't really like that, you know, therapists right. don't. But that was just how I had it like perceived in my head. So for me, therapy, I've always convinced myself and I've gone, you know, yeah. but I've always but with other people to resolve conflict with right. another pe- with relationships. And I think my big problem is, and I don't, I don't know if this is like something that I've created as some sort of defense me- mechanism or preemptive judgment or whatever, but my thing is I, they're going to tell me shit. And I said this on the Kristen Hammond episode, the therapist that I had on, um, she, she kind of talked me out of it basically, but my whole preconceived notion is that like you're going to tell me shit that I already know and I, I, why spend the money on it? But she was like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not about like telling you shit necessarily that you already know, but it's like being able to have another voice, like reflect it back to you or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I've like, especially recently, um, so I think I already said my mom died. Um, what, was going on in September was that she was going through, um, cancer treatments and, um, unfortunately she passed away April 2nd. Um, so it's been kind of tough, especially with, you know, yeah, especially during quarantine quarantine times and not being able to have a funeral and all that for her. Um, but the one thing that, especially after my last one, so I missed two weeks ago and I just had Friday, I just had my uh, most recent therapy session. I really feel like I need it. Um, she said the one thing that she said to me was like I was I was talking to her about how I felt weird that I didn't feel like I could communicate how I was feeling not like to Steve like not that I was like saying like like just totally ignoring him or like um not telling him things at all it's just like he would ask me like what's wrong and I'd be like you know what's wrong and he'd be like well but what are you feeling right now and I wouldn't be able to like tell him feelings like I couldn't like explain it to him and like I I had a hard time even like if I was feeling really bad like I was having a really hard time even like like telling, like verbalizing it to him, like, you know, this is how I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling that way. And I, I, I was like, that's concerning to me. Like, I'm worried that like, you know, he's my husband, like I should be able to talk to him. And my therapist was like, don't like the, the, the end of the conversation. She was like, don't feel weird about that. You can't talk to your husband about it yet. She's like, sometimes it's easier to talk to someone that you're not that close to. Like your husband is your closest relationship. And like, if you talk to him about it, it's, probably going to be really difficult so she's like don't feel bad about it I think you're on pace with how you're dealing and it it made me feel so much better for her just to tell me that like 
Because I was like, you know, I, I sh and he was with me. Like, like Steve was sitting next to me when my mom died, like right. when she passed away, like that moment. So I felt like I should be able to talk to him, but it's not, you know, it, it's, we're obviously going, she, he's going through things too, but right. we're going through things very, no, very different things. I totally understand that. And it's, it, part of it is, I think, that whole tendency to push away the people that you love the most because for some reason it's easier when yeah. you think that they're going to stick around or whatever. Not yeah. that I think you're pushing them away, but it is kind of like a form of. Yeah. But well, I also think like you, it's more real. I've gone through some pretty fucked up shit in my past and it would be easier for me to talk to people, not that I wasn't close with necessarily, right. but like people like coworkers or friends that don't live super close because there's sort of like a detachment and yeah. I find myself yeah. opening up more to those people than I would my best closest yeah. friends or my family it's very members. very true. Yeah. So I get, I get it. Yeah. It's very true. Like I feel like I can, like I can talk, I, I mean me and my sister, especially Jen, like me and her are, we can easily talk about this stuff, but like um, my dad, like, I don't know. That's It's like, it would be very hard for me to talk to him. It's very hard for me to talk to Steve about certain things. Like, I'm not saying I'm not, like, talking to him or communicating with him, but it's just, like, to really, like, explain. It was almost like when he would ask me, like, okay, but what are you feeling right now? I wouldn't even be able to, like, like know. Like, well, I didn't even. Because you're in it. Yeah. You were so feel, you're still feeling the feelings because I, and again, I know this is, like, not even comparable and I, I can't imagine having a parent die, but. When I went through a breakup, I yeah, yeah, and I you went grieved through, during a breakup. It was a total so, grieving experience, yeah. yeah, and like such a shock to my system. It again, can't imagine, totally different story. Mm -hmm. But um, where was I going with this? Not being able to. Like, oh yeah, because you're feel because you're feel the feelings are just yeah. happening, and you don't even like. I think I'm finally like two. I'm probably like two and a half years out or whatever um, from a particular experience that was just like awful. And I'm finally, like, able to explain how I felt. Like, yeah. then I thought, and I would tell people one thing. Like, I definitely dealt with eating disorder issues, like, really hardcore during those times. And I didn't even know. Like, yeah. I didn't even know. And now that looking at it, I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. No wonder. Like, when you, so you're definitely in the throes of it. And you probably will be for a while. A long well, I mean, time, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, everybody that I've talked to, like, I'm sure you've seen it on social media, like, when people kind of go through something that, especially, like, a parent's death, like, my, like, Diane, for instance, my, my cousin yes. Diane, she, my uncle Mike died, um, I think it's been, like, five years now, and, you know, she, I, I posted, like, <laughs> right after, I'm gonna, like, try not to get upset, but, like, again, this is only, like, a month yeah, and a half yeah. out, so, um, right after my mom died, I, like, posted, you know, the one thing that's, like, really hard for me is, like, imagining, like, realizing that, she's not in this world anymore. Like my mom's not here. Like, right. you know, and it's just weird to live in a world that she doesn't exist in because 28, 28 years, like she's been here. And right. although we ha might've had days that we didn't talk every day or whatever, like, you know, that's my mom. Right. So she, when I, after I posted that, she kind of messaged me and like that, she's like, that doesn't go away. Like that feeling doesn't go away of like, you right. know, she, so what, what I meant to say by that is that there's kind of like a club, like of like, you know, people who have lost their parents mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and the things that they've said to me is, like, you know, you always, you do always grieve them, but it, it does get, like, less intense with time. Right. And um, you kind of get used to certain ideas and stuff like that. But And it's it's super hard because you're pretty young. But, I, like, I think about my dad because he was 28 when his mom died. Um, he was 21 when his dad died. So that's got to yeah. be really tough. Well, my dad died. My dad's dad died when he was like 14 or that's like crazy. a little younger, I think, actually. And um, he doesn't I mean, 
my dad's like my brother. Like they don't like talk about their feelings like super right. often. Um, but I, I do think like, you know, it affects your growing up and it's not, I mean, I'm 28. I'm, I'm definitely like, I had a lot of good years with my mom and, um, I think you got to the, to be able to be the age where you could appreciate your relationship with your mom. Like, Especially over the last year. Your whole psyche is so different. Yeah, for sure. And also, like, kids deal with grief differently than adults do. Right, Like, um, I know, I mean, my niece, uh, it's actually funny because the, I'm glad we're having, like, a conversation about grief. I like, like. Yeah, grief is, um, is it's a a tough thing to tackle. And, you know, you are really, sorry, just as an aside, but you're really not alone, like, with, because your mom's death wasn't directly related to COVID, correct? It was not, no, it, okay. not at all, actually. Like, she was, um, she went on hospice, like, a week before um, COVID really, like, started getting, like, more intense. And um, it was quick, but it had nothing to do with, right. with COVID at and all. And you're not the only person that I know that has lost people with, with no, no relation to COVID. A lot of grandparents and parents mm-hmm. of people well, our age. One of the reasons is because... And not, not that, like, these are specific to the, the ones that you know about, but mm-hmm. one of the reasons is because people aren't going to the hospital. Right. So, like, right. like strokes and heart attacks are happening. Yep. More, well, people are dying from them because they're not going to the hospital right. because they're scared of getting My friend's COVID. dad just passed away from a stroke, and I think it was... I, I'm not going to speculate. I haven't really talked to her too, too much about it because... But, yeah, so it's a big thing. To, it's good to talk about grief right now because it is a big thing, and, and not even in in the loss of family members, but people grieving with losing their yeah. jobs. Oh, yeah. And just the the normal routine. Not that, again, that's not comparable, but... Right, I mean, it's different, but it's still grief. I yeah. mean, you know, the, the griefs can be different, but they can still be... Like, for instance, um, you know, I, I definitely grieved, like, Tina Latimer, like, friends mm, that we had. Right. Um, I wasn't very close to John, but I know a lot of people went through, like, a really tough time. Um, and I think, like, it... It was definitely grief. Like, I can say that there was definite times where I was grieving, but, like, it's different. Like, it's definitely different. It's a different type of grief. Right. And um, it's more intense. But it's also, like, there's just different feelings that are surrounded with it. Like, I will say um, Mother's Day was the hardest day, like, probably in my freaking life. Like, probably worse than, like, when she first died. And I think part of that is I was, like, going through. Like, even though I knew and I I kind of accepted that she was going to die probably prior to her dying, it, right. you still kind of go through a denial, like, even when you... Right, right. When you know that it's going to happen, like, um, and, you know, my therapist was like, it's good that you're now out of it because now you're actually processing things, and um, prior to that, like, I was kind of shut down, and I was, like, I was, like, feeling things, but not, like, it just didn't seem that real to me, so yeah. now it's, like, you know, it's more, it's, I've, the, the denial has lifted, and I think being that it, like, Mother's Day was like kind of the the start Smack of it. In really, the face. yeah, yeah. It was just like, oh wow, like I'm really never gonna like have Mother's Day with her again. I'm not gonna like. Um, so I like woke up on my anniversary and I realized like I literally my mom would always text me like even though I only had two years of my anniversary like even on my birthday like anything she would text me before I even woke up like she always woke up before I did and she would text me before I even woke up and say like happy anniversary or whatever so like when I woke up and I like realized that I'm like oh okay like you know it really is the best way to describe it it's like it's like a fucking hole in your heart because it's something that like little gestures or little things that you know, used to seem kind of, like, trivial or whatever are, like, totally... I think about it with my grandmom when I lose her. 
how much it's going to impact me that I don't little things like that that you don't think about while you're around you don't just like oh thanks yeah like yeah you don't think about it there's like there's a card that I have like my mom sent me like a a, me and Steve a first anniversary card and she's the only one like that's like nobody really does that especially nowadays right like she sent me a card and I still have it on my refrigerator and I like look to the left and I saw it and I saw her handwriting and I actually read something recently about like people grieving like handwriting like that's mm-hmm. so weird right but like um they were saying like they my mom's handwriting was very distinct like yeah. it was very distinct and a lot of people's are it's like kind of part of your personality like yeah. your handwriting yeah. like steve's is so atrocious yeah <laughs> mine's terrible um but yeah so you know that's i read something about like somebody missing their their dad's handwriting i always wanted to get i want to get a tattoo on in my sleeve somewhere of something my mom has written just like a word or something yeah. that shows off her cursive. And my dad, I always wanted to do, they have these, like this technology or whatever, where you can get like a sound bite. Yeah. And then you scan it, the phone or whatever and it'll say it. So I always wanted to get my dad saying like something goofy. But the handwriting thing for my mom, because like when we were kids, she used to write these like really intricate notes from Santa back and like mm, with my the mom did the same I love it. Oh my yeah. god, it's so cute and stupid. I just remember that I like didn't even think my mom did the same thing. Yeah. And she I used to write us it. notes from Santa, but she would like put all these swirls and squigglies, mm-hmm. but you could still tell it was her handwriting. Yeah, because it's just so distinct. Yeah, my but, mom like, did the same thing, and I remember the like the day I realized, I was like, Mom, this is like your handwriting, right. Santa. <laughs> and she well, was like, you were the youngest, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, see, I was the oldest, so, like, a lot of the stuff was kept up for Curtis to the point where I was just, like... Yeah, well, for me, it's, you know what's so funny? I was thinking about this recently. So, <laughs> um, my niece, my younger... Not the youngest one, because the youngest one's a baby, but... Yeah. Um, Cassidy, she just lost her first tooth. And it was actually really cute because she lost her first tooth the same day that Charlotte, the baby, got her first tooth. That's crazy! Isn't that so cute? That's cool. So, um... She was, they were like talking about the tooth fairy and everything. And um, the last tooth I lost, they had my brother <laughs> put the money underneath oh my, my bed. God. And like, my brother was a year and a half older than me. Like, he's not even that much older than me. And he did not give a shit. Right. Like, he didn't care, like, if yeah. I knew or not. So he like legitimately like came up to my room. I was on the top bunk. And like, I remember this so vividly. And he just like lifted up my whole head. <laughs> He, like whole head. he just lifted up my whole head and like shoved the money under there and I woke up and I'm like what the fuck are you doing like, yeah. I'm like Sam what are you doing Like, and he's like oh, mom told me to put the money under there and I'm like okay maybe that's <laughs> why he is the way he is like so serious and straight laced because the, the tooth fairy was ruined for him <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I'm sure it was already ruined for him by then because I think yeah. it was for me too but like you know they still felt like they had to do the money things. So. you know what I always think about and this is so fucking weird but I remember um, being in fifth grade prep class and Amy Fox finding out that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> I still, oh my God, I love Amy. That's so funny. I still kind of wanted to I believe too, but she hardcore believed. That's so and funny. And Miss Ryan, Miss Petrick, Miss Ryan, whatever at the time, which is funny now too because Michelle's sister just started at Truman and she like screenshots all their like online stuff so like I see all these teachers that we had like oh, back in the day Miss Ryan is now the librarian but oh. yeah she's like you guys still don't believe in you don't believe in Santa anymore right and like Amy like started crying oh my gosh oh I, I love so Amy so bad. much she's such a little like she was so I love her so much but she's so innocent innocent oh I yes. love her she's my best friend for a reason because I'm the opposite but yeah like, right <laughs> 
that's how I felt with Michelle. I I talk about like growing up with Michelle and being the one that she would say something funny and then I would say it out loud for the whole class. Oh yeah, I remember when I listened to her (laughs) podcast, you know, saying that. I never like I probably was in those classrooms and like really thought it was you who said it. (laughs) So funny. I love Michelle too. Oh god. I was actually just like I've been watching her story so much and I was like I I sent her a picture. Well, you saw it. I posted it on Twitter from me and her in kindergarten. I know, dude. From Stone Soup. Oh, my God. I want to I see all these pictures again with you guys in the bandanas from the talent show. So oh, funny. my God. Me, Amy, Those and Jenny. So I was yeah. just talking about Jenny today because um, my dad found a duck egg. Oh, they think it's a duck egg on okay. the side of his pool. This is so weird. I have pictures. Not that the listeners can see it. Yeah, what? But hold on. This is so strange. So my dad's oh, opening just like his sitting yeah. on the ledge of the pool. Yeah. So my dad's opening his pool. That's so weird. Um, they found this egg, and when you said next to the pool, strange. I thought it would be like on the ground, but that's like on the and ledge. Like my my brother-in-law was like, you had to have just put that there. And my dad was like, I swear to God, I didn't. Like, what do you, I didn't lay an egg. Like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I don't even know because how could, an, how could a duck, like, lay an egg like that? So he was like, maybe somebody just put it up there. But, but who would do that? Exactly. Like, I mean, it's not like we're, like, I could understand if I was, like, a teenager and one of my stupid friends, like, Jenny Ostrike or somebody right, doing that. Right, right. But we're old now. It's not. Like, and I don't live there. It's so a like, message from your mom. So you have to hatch the fucking so we don't know. Egg. We don't know whether there's like a there's like a duck in it or like what's going on. A dinosaur. On. For some reason, my um, sister thinks it's a duck duck egg. Like she's like definitively like it's a duck egg. I'm gonna go with probably because she cooks. But pterodactyl. Um, ter- pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's probably a pterodactyl. Um, but yeah, you know they're all. I'm a huge animal lover, as right. you can tell by my save the wildlife or whatever Keep the this planet is. Planet green. And the wildlife wildlife safe. safe. You know what? You know when I bought this? What? It went to the Australian wildfires, the, like, money for it. But how about that happened in 2020? 2020 is a long freaking year. Oh, my God. That was January. Yeah, (laughs) because we were talking about, I think um, your brother and I were talking about it. And that was before. I think we did our episode in January. Oh, yeah, you probably did. I was going to say that was before. But, yeah, this year's been crazy. Yo, Um, it's, it's, like, never fucking ending. Well, it's, I mean, it's only June. I know. It's not it's June. Not June. It's, it's May. May. Oh, God. So what else? Anything else freaking you Wait, out? So I made, like, notes of things to talk about. Okay. So let's see. Um, well, I said doctors. Well, this isn't, like, an anxiety, but I said that we had to talk about religion because, like, we didn't oh. talk about religion before. Right. And it was can, a big thing that can we... Can I pee before we start yeah, talking sure. about religion? Absolutely. That's a big one. Yeah. Let me pause this. Speaking of Christmas, okay, so <laughs> Christians, we're back from we're back from the break. Religion, okay. So what what in particular is does this infuriate you? Is this like a makes well, you tick? I just think that it would be good for us to talk about because I think we had very. I, mean, I don't I don't think we talked about it too much when no. we were in the. La- I hope we didn't because then we're gonna like talk about it a whole bunch and it'll be like repeat. No, I content. really don't think we did. I think we talked a lot about. Um, more like mental health background type stuff yeah so we have like i feel like we have similar backgrounds as far as we were both like very religious growing up i'm pretty sure we went to vbs together one summer or something really when we were like really young but didn't you go to the church on emily road no no Uh, that's where i went to preschool i went to preschool there with sarah chudzik i feel like you Um, were there for fucking vbs no no well it's possible that maybe one summer when like my mom was working or something i went there as like almost like a 
Because, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you would just go to, sh- like, stuff like that because, right. you know, your it's parents like daycare, didn't like... have anything else to do with you. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I grew up going Diane to... Diane went there or something it's... then. I still feel like she probably would have gone. Because me and Diane both were Lutheran. She actually mm-hmm. went to... Like, I started going to... God, what the hell is it called back then? It's not called that. It's not even... The building doesn't even exist. Any, like, it's not even our building anymore. Mm-hmm. Our building. I'm not even part of the church anymore. But, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I still... It's funny because I still am like, oh, my church. And I'm like, yeah. I don't freaking... I haven't been there in years. <laughs> See, that's different, though. I never really identified with a church. So I never oh, call really? it my church. No, like, I went to a church in I high school. I didn't know that. I thought you did. And then... When I, so for then you go with like um oh my god who did you I knew you went to church with like I went with the Whittles and yeah, like, yeah like that one isn't it like near the mall kind of okay here I'll give you a quick okay. quick summation so when I was really little my grandparents would take us to Davisville Baptist on Street Road okay um that's kind of far to be driving for church yeah but my grandma lived in Washington Crossing so gotcha. it was like but yeah it was far okay um so I would go like we would sleep over on Sundays and then go to Sunday oh, school okay well that makes sense but. It wasn't every weekend, so I don't. I didn't go regularly enough to feel like those kids were like my friends. I didn't hmm. live in the neighborhoods they did, whatever. Okay. Then around third grade for me, we started going to Awana with the Whittles over at Oxford Valley Chapel. Fitzgerald's too. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Okay, that's what yes. I was thinking of. Shannon Fitzgerald. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And that's how I met Briley. Oh, Bethany, and Sam Ford too, and right? Sam Ford, yeah. and we all got so close. Yeah. So that was until. We never really went to church there. Like, I would go some Sundays with the Ackers or whatever, and then, like, then my mom started to want to go when we were, when I was in high school, when I was in, like, ninth, tenth grade. So we started going to Calvary Baptist, where Kirsten Johnson went, and the Johnson family. Wow, so many things, like, make more sense now. Yeah. That's funny. So then we went there, and then, like, during college, I think, kind of when my parents started to get divorced, we stopped. So when I went to college, I think I actually was just talking about this in the last podcast, I tried to find a church at college, and then it just kind of, like, slipped away, and that's when I had history classes that made me question religion. Got you. Here we are. Let me give you my background yeah. real quick. So, I mean, I it's not as long because I literally just went to, well, we I can't remember what it was called, but we went to this one Lutheran church um, that's kind of like in the Lakeside area. Where's Lakeside? Um, like, Pensburg, like, yeah, Falls it's like Township? near like, no, it's like, near, yeah, well, kind of. It's like near like Tully Town. Okay. Like near the Tully, where the Tully Town Walmart is now, the Levittown Walmart, whatever okay. you call it. Steve calls it Tully Town because he worked there, and he's like, that's the official name. That's what I call it, Who yeah. the hell cares? It's freaking Walmart, Steve. Get over <laughs> it. Um, but he, so we, that was, like, where I went probably until I, I wasn't, like, old when, like, I was young when we left there. And the reason we left was because it just wasn't, well, I'm sure there was, like, other reasons. But yeah. the reason why we, my parents told me that we left was because it was too far. So okay. then we started going to Resurrection Lutheran Church, which is now Emmaus Lutheran Church because all three of the Lutheran churches that were in the area merged. Okay. So um, that's where I, I went there for years, like every single Sunday, Thursdays, um, mm. Sunday for Sunday school, but also in the evenings for youth group when I got older. Mm-hmm. So it was very like, it was very much a community. And I will say like, I, I actually remember in high school, I was already like starting to kind of get away from it. Um, but I even did like a, in sociology class in Mr. Huber's class, I did like a, a project like a, about how like churches, you know, like the way it is with a, as as part of like the community. I forget what the actual like subject matter, matter was, but I did like a whole PowerPoint presentation mm-hmm. about like you know 
communion and then confirmation and and all that stuff so like you know back in the day my religion was very important to me my Mm -hmm. christianity um and then um going to away to college i went to georgian court university which is very tiny college and i went there for literally a semester because i hated it yeah and i was like aggressively depressed like like you know like really bad depressed and um i just absolutely hated it and i like needed to leave but um i made a very good friend who is still a very good friend of mine to this day um and she like forced me to go to this like i was literally like bad like in my bed couldn't leave my bed depressed and um I like wouldn't eat like nothing um she like forced me to go to this and we, we had only known each other for like a couple weeks at this point she like forced me to go to this like bible study thing mm-hmm. and I will say like in that way like, it was very good for me to like get out and like go to this bible study and find this like group of girls like it was like a women's bible study thing okay um group of girls who like you know definitely helped me get through that like hard time in my life but I don't like Christianity and I don't like the way um modern Christians like use their Christianity and I just I don't know I thought it would be something interesting for us to talk to because I know we have like similar backgrounds as like religion was really important to us yeah like when we were growing up and then we both like kind of stayed away from it and have like a lot of <coughs> and almost well, anger towards it and there's a lot of like like shedding of the toxic thoughts and negativity and the episode I did with Briley I think we talked a little bit about like just like shedding is the best way but like reframing your mind to not see things as other people not being oppressed means I'm not like means nothing for me like I'm not going to be oppressed because other people aren't being oppressed now and I think those things are kind of and especially because it's like a conservative sect of Christian and I don't know about for you but for me a lot of it's tied into Republican beliefs Mm -hmm. and um, for sure financial you know like my grandparents are really well off and everything that they say is it's it's all because of God and I think they look at me and think I'm not living a Christian lifestyle because I'm poor and I'm like no you guys just don't understand like right or I think poor because I'm not living a Christian because I think um I think, like, it's funny because um, some of the people that are, like, the most Christian that I know, but a lot of times this is actually in, like, minority, like, communities, Mm -hmm. they, I don't want to sound, like, offensive by saying, like, minorities are, like, low income, but um, in those communities, like, it's such an important thing to them, like, their religion and stuff like that, but um, for me, like, even in those communities, like, I I think, like, the way people treat, um, especially Christians, like, people that have gotten abortions and people that are homosexual or, you know, don't follow by the normal, like, Christian um, thoughts on sexuality and gender and stuff like that, they just use it. Like, they use it as an excuse to, like, hate people. And I'm not okay with it. Like, I can't be a part of it. And I will absolutely speak out of it, about it anytime I see it. Like, that's what I was just telling you. Like, I got into this argument with um, one of Steve's good friends, and I, I actually do, like, care about this person, and I think he's a good guy, but I think he's very misguided. Like, mm-hmm. I think the things that he says, he thinks are, in his head, are correct, because the interesting part about him, too, is that he was not religious. And right. he kind of, like, went, got into it. And now he's, like, using, like, his, like you said, like, Republican beliefs. He's using, like, his religion to, like, defend like we had this whole right. argument about freaking he posted this thing this wasn't the only thing i've argued with him about recently but he posted this thing about um how socialism is evil 
And I commented on it, and I was like, first of all, like, I kind of consider, like, not fully, but I consider myself socialist, or at least I have a lot of socialist ideas. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand it, because socialism, like, is really for the people, and I don't think people look at it that way, but right. it is. And capitalism, which is what he was defending, is, like, inherently evil. Like, right. It's right. such an evil thing. Like, I was even talking about this recently with um, my sister in, like, Ill illegal immigration, or, like, what I, I usually choose to right. say, like, undocumented, um, because she's like, well, if you're not going to do it the right way, then, and I'm like, that's not what's wrong here. Right. Like, I don't... Right. Like, that's the thing that's, that's so so mind-boggling to me. There's, like, two aspects of it. And I think one I, I had mentioned on the podcast before with my grandparents in particular because I'm not speaking for all Christians. There are plenty oh, of, of great course. people. Yes. And that was the first thing yeah. that your brother said to me after religion was brought up. He's like, there's plenty of great churches. Oh, for sure. So yes. I'm not ta we're talking about the mainstream. Like the churches you know, that we were a part of, right, I feel like. Right. Although, and, I mean, I do think some of them, some of, and I think my church now is actually a little better than it was when I was yeah. a part of it because there's a pastor now who um, has been very helpful to my family through everything going on with my mom. She came to, um, and I'm sorry, you were saying something, so I'm going no, to okay. get back to it, but I just want to mention this while I'm thinking of it. She's a great person. Well, um, and the fact she, that she's a she shows a yes. whole side of and this is, But this is the thing that gets me. It was like, and I'm not a part of this church, but my sister still is, and she told me this, so I feel like I can say it. Mm -hmm. um, she is a recovering alcoholic. Oh, good. Um, she's a female, and it was like this debate about whether they were going to hire her when, like, it was... Because the church essentially like they I guess they put like a committee together and my sister was like part of that committee but okay they put a committee together to choose like what the next pastor is when they need to get a new pastor like who that per past person's going to be and of course they had like different applicants right and there was like a debate about it and I'm like why is this even a debate like she is like whatever I, I we're like, all human yeah my, that's the reason my mom left the church was because she went through recovery with alcohol and and honestly like recovery especially issue. the 12 step program is such a religious thing right so I don't know like right. sometimes people that are like in those churches are so like like against like it's a stigma you know. thing, and it's crazy because you know how many of them actually go home and have a beer after work on the weekend. So, right? Oh my so god! It's my bug. But the one thing that the two two aspects of it that I always say to use in specific, like you know, the Christians that I am talking about here, the toxic Christians, um, the whole like, if you're a Christian and you're voting for Trump, there's something inherently wrong with you. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you support Trump, there's something. And I, my grandparents would always tell my mom when she was growing up, oh, beware of the wolf in sheep's clothing. And it's like, hello. Yeah, like, open your eyes. Right. Like... And the other part, if you read the Bible, it's all sorts of, and granted, it's, we actually did, though. We were hanging out smoking the other night, and I was like, do you guys want to read the Bible? <laughs> Honestly, so I read, out, read parts of it, it and if you understand it, it's, like, kind of an interesting story. It's interesting. But it's stories. Like, that's what it is. It's but, stories. And I'm not even going to argue that it didn't happen. Like, no, I don't think it that happen. it didn't happen. Jesus right. was a person that existed, and right. I honestly think that Jesus and who he was would be very disappointed right. in the way a lot of people use his name. Right. <laughs> like, but, he was about kindness. Right. Like, Right, do unto others as you would have them do to you. But the whole thing about the Bible is it's constant, like, migration from oppression and, like, people moving, going to find the land of milk and honey, trying to get away from war. And, like, we're going to sit here and not let, like, and I know this isn't, like, a hot take or new news or anything, but we're not going to let Syrian refugees come in. Yeah. And we're going to fucking build a wall between on God's green earth. Yeah. We're going to resurrect a wall out of the ground and like what the 
fuck. Yeah, like, and also Trump's not a Christian, no, so no, they, everybody no. can calm down with that. No, no, I think we clearly have, have seen displays of anti-Christian behavior, so but that's yes. my thing. If you're going to talk and you're going to, the, the hypocrisy yeah. and the way that people talk about other fucking flesh and butt blood humans. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not fitting into this lens that you think is God's idea. Like, yeah. Exactly. And the homosexuality well, thing really just gets me the hardest. That's, I think, why well, yeah, of course I'm for so you. Yeah. About, yeah. Like, um, and I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I have a lot of problems with it. And I have, and I, and like you said, my brother said, like, you know, it's not, there are good churches. I do agree. But I think in, actually something came up on my memory where like I posted something about Christians and like somebody from high school <laughs> commented on it and was like not all Christians and I was like I don't know that sounds an awful lot like not all not, men not, not all, all white people not all white people yeah. like you know I'm not saying all Christians I'm truly not I know that there's some good Christians one of my very good friends from um the inn um he is he's gay and he's very Christian as well and I love him to death and but he struggled to find a church that would accept him and that's why I have a problem with it because if it's a struggle for you to find a church that will accept you for something that you were born as that if you believe it God made you as then that's a problem like to me I I find a problem with that and that's (laughs) the the whole bottom line I think that we both see eye to eye on I don't think Christianity itself is the problem it's the institution of Christianity and the church and all of these things that are you know but that's that's why I've, I think being pushed away from religion, I've realized that like so nothing is black and white. No, of there course is not. nothing so black gray. and white. And you 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 know it's nice to have a community like you found a Bible study where you made good friends or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's great to have that community. But what my experience, even in the youth group, was a power struggle. Mm-hmm. Was like constant jealousy and like people being you know popular. There's yeah. that whole, it, it it reminds me of, like, what high school was like in the 80s well, within, like, youth groups yeah, and stuff. Yeah, Because like, I don't think petty... our, high, our, like, high school was that way, really. No, well, no, no, no. At no. times, but not that much. No, but, but we, had a, we had a really unique experience. Like, do you ever watch something where, like, I don't know, like, um, what's the one with the fucking, Selena Gomez produced it, but the girl. Oh, 13, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, or, like. Um, the one that we really liked on fucking HBO. Why is my oh Euphoria? Like yeah, I love Euphoria. We, we never talked about that either because I said on the podcast I was gonna watch. Yeah, it and so I we'll loved talk, it. We'll talk about. I loved it. Euphoria. Coming out with the season too soon. But I hope so because I loved that show. Probably in fall again, but uh, well, who knows? Everything's delayed. Oh in Hollywood. god, it's, it's gonna be a mess. Fucked. We're gonna all be. We, we don't have enough content. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an endless amount of content. And I feel like we don't have enough content. Buckle up and start listening to fucking fucking. I'll see you soon, people. Um, but when you watch those typical high school experiences, I'm like, we were, and I don't know if it was John dying in the middle of the year that helped bring it together. But that wasn't until our senior year. Right. It was like the, like in the middle of the year. Or being in a smaller situation. We also went to high school during the housing market crash, which I think was like a big thing to pull people together. Obama got, um... (laughs) Elected. <laughs> elected. <laughs> Why can I not just got those to be the president? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we had a typical, but even like, I don't even think it's time specific. I don't know. I think Bristol Township, we had a lot of people that went to school together from 
Yeah. You know, like we were I've all always felt, I've always felt very connected. And I do think it's starting to come back now, especially for me, because my mom worked at Barton. But I, right. I always felt very, even though I feel like in high school, I kind of like wasn't as close with um, a lot of people from Barton. I did still feel like a connection with There's like Barton kids. Like, yeah, like, you know, Jeff Lesko, Stephen Arthur, right. you, Michelle, like and those um, are Rachel. People, any of those people that if they message me, like and it's not some, weird. Yeah. Like Stephen Arthur messaged me probably like a year and a half ago now to ask me about Sheba because his wife wanted a Sheba so bad and I was like this isn't weird at all yeah like like, I remember you messaged me like again we hadn't we weren't really close and you messaged me like right after me and Steve got married and I was like oh like it was like so nice to hear from you and like any of those people like anybody and even people from um, Franklin too like right I feel like Franklin I feel like even more we had like a connection I don't even know why but like well and the thing I guess not the thing but a weird part of it is like we have social media these days so there's really no like real forgetting about people unless they're like super off the grid true so I feel like whereas maybe our parents or whatever generations that are a little bit older are not so didn't have social media growing up kind of like more detached and surprised by like yeah. oh I forgot about them like there are really only a handful of people that I'm like oh shit I forgot about them because yeah. everybody else I see on social media well, I will say on that other freaking reunion um page I was like there was a lot of people that were commenting on I was like who the fuck are I these know. people like I know. I'm like we went to high school with these people I don't remember this person do you remember Sean Williams I do remember Sean Williams. So he just, we like like each other's stuff, like yeah. back and forth, we'll like comment on story things or whatever, we'll chat, like, you know, very surface level chat. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying like we're friends or anything. Not that yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying he's not. He doesn't live around here anymore. No, he's think. in California. Yeah. But him. I want to go to we California. Were, I know. Right? <laughs> we were talking though about the reunion coming up and I was like, bro, I'm not going to remember any of these motherfuckers. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but that's fine. They're not going to remember you either. Like, we got the glow up going on. <laughs> I'm like, true, true, true. Yeah, true. I liked him in high school. We, yeah. were, we, we had, like, a couple classes together. But there's so many people in that group, and I'm like, oh, my God. I know. They were, like, people commenting on stuff, and I'm like, I have absolutely... I will say this, too, though. At graduation, so a lot of, like, a lot of my friends were, like, in honor society and stuff like that, and I right. was not. And also, we're in, like, the class... Like, um, Amanda Da Silva was a very good friend of mine in high school, and, you know, she was um, secretary, I think. She was something. Mm-hmm. And so they all... All of you guys, <laughs> all of my friends right. sat up front, and I sat, like, you know, in the middle of everything. And I didn't know some of the people that were, like, sitting by me. I was like, how is this even possible? Because we were supposed to be, like, in the same homeroom. But right. I legitimately didn't... There was, like, a person that was sitting next to me that I had no idea who they were. Well, I think BTAP kids were there. Yeah, and also, I know there were some people that did homeschooling, like, right. uh, like cyber school were there too because um sean fendrick who we went to oh, elementary went school yeah i was so happy to see him he graduated with us like he actually did Interesting. he he didn't go to tr- i think he might have gone to i don't know he went somewhere but um i don't know if he did homeschooling or if he like i don't know twilight or something like I, that. I don't know but i remember he like messaged me on facebook like right before we graduated and was like asking me questions about like graduation practice or mm. something and i like told him and i was so like he like linked up with me and Amy and I was like so excited to see him because he was like first of all he was like my first kiss and like yeah. the first guy I like dated. He was my first boyfriend too. <laughs> me and Michelle. Me and Michelle Suarez have like, yeah, same. <laughs> like weird well, because people I dated that we... Sean Fendrick in fourth grade before yeah, he did? dated Michelle. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah I was probably the first. And I did in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird. 
So I just talked to him though too. So I'm on social media and Sean I, Kennedy now. Yeah. I love him though. He's I want him to come on the person. podcast. You you should definitely have him. He's definitely he got could. an interesting perspective too. Yeah. He like knew my sister because my sister I think like t- Jen she like tutored him or something. Mm-hmm. So my sister like knew his whole family and he was like you know I like technically dated him for like two weeks or whatever and he was like my first right. kiss. So in so sixth random. grade. Um, so, you know, but I was like, I just remember senior year. I was so excited to see, like, when we were graduating, I was so excited yeah. to see him. And I was glad that he, like, graduated with us because, you know, he was, like, part of, like we said, that like, part of that, like, Barton, of, Franklin, yep. like. It's crazy. All those people we so, got here from religion. But. So, yeah, so what else? <laughs> Anything else freak you out or? Freak me out. Um, Give you anxiety, but whatever. What do you have on your little... uh, I mean, in general, like, I will say a lot of the stuff that I've written down is not about, like, anxiety. But if we're talking about anxiety, I will say, like, a lot of things um, that, like... I don't don't know, like, specifics besides, like, the white coat syndrome that we talked about. But um, the way that my anxiety has affected me is, like, where it's so hard for me to do things that are, like, normal. So, like, Mm -hmm. that's when I decided, like, I needed to really... Like make a decision here and like go to therapy. Right. Um, like for instance, I'm hearing a lot about this now because I think people are going through it because of everything that's going on. But like executive dysfunction, which means which is like you you know you have to do something, mm-hmm. but you can't do it. Like you'll be sitting in your like for me a lot of the time it's like I need to do something. I need to take care of something, whether it be paperwork or whatever. And I or like even just something simple like you know doing the dishes or something like yeah. that and then I'll just like sit on my couch and in my head I'm like I need to do this I need to do this I need to do this but then like I also come up with like and it's big with my like white coat syndrome but like I'll come up excuses as to why I don't I, you know I, I won't do it today or like yeah. I'll put it off to the next day or whatever so that's the way it affects me and it like I'm stops me doing from doing that. normal things I'm literally doing that but I'm getting to that point right now I'm pr- I'm very good at pushing myself through uncomfortable situations yeah. when well, when uncomfortable exactly. Well, and when also when there's a lot to be done. So yeah. I think having a lack well, of it things overwhelms to, you and then right. Yeah. So now that I only have one thing, but like literally, like this podcast has been really hard for me. Where before I'd be like scheduled three weeks out, like, but it's also not knowing. So it's not. I'm not going to say that that's all on me, but like today. I looked at the um, the PUA thing online. I got added to a Facebook group about it because it's just like chaos of people trying to get their unemployment. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you talking yeah. about for a second? So it's the it's the pandemic unemployment for gig workers, not normal unemployment. Okay. That I'm so on. for like Uber drivers or like you, right, like right. dog walkers, and whatever. Stuff like that. Yeah, people that don't have traditional. And um, I could probably go on and file. But I've, like, set it up in my head that it's not going to work, so I'm just going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> and, like, I, 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 I recognize I that. I, do I don't thing. think that this in particular is a circumstance where I am, like, self-sabotaging or whatever. But there are plenty yeah. of things where I'm, like, my, my, my resume. I could easily fucking right. sit down and just do it. But I'm, like, but I'm not applying for jobs yet. And yeah. Maybe next week I'll be bored and want something to do, and I'll be pissed that I don't have anything. It's but like that's like that's like executive dis- dysfunction. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's like something that's easy, but like for some reason, like mentally, you just in your head you're like putting it off. Yeah. Like you just can't, and you'll you'll give yourself excuses. Like, but I was doing that with big things that like needed to get done, and like my life would have been easier if or would be easier if I like. W- Right now, it's not too much because, like, I'm, nobody's going anywhere. So none of this stuff is really, like, prevalent. Right. But um, it just would be easier if I would just take care of it. So my anxiety was just, like, controlling, like, my life. And I, I don't even think I'm really – in a way, I thought that, like, parts of my anxiety was depression. But I don't really think it was depression. I think it was more just, like, 
I was self-sabotaging and yeah. I was putting off doing stuff and it was affecting my life. And I, I'm like, like, why am I doing this? Or like even sometimes even social things like I would have a plan to like go to a party or something. And then I would be just like, for some reason, something in my head would be like, this is going to happen. And I don't want to yeah. like, I don't want to be part of that. So I would just like. Well, that's that would be where I would say you probably do have that depression level because my depression has been like not bad lately. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of like at the beginning of the year it was a little bit rough. It was really bad when I was working as a personal assistant, but like post that I've been pretty. I have a day here and there, yeah, for sure. Like oh, yeah. I definitely have a day here Me and too. there, but not like I was to the point of. But I think it's because there is less expectation right now and Mm -hmm. there's more free time. So I'm able to accomplish things and that depression that's brought on by like that like fucking self-hatred because you just can't like brush your hair or whatever you just can't do is like kind of gone right now because I'm like, I don't don't feel the pressure to like... I feel the same way. Yeah, I think it's been lighter. It's lightened a little bit. I mean, mine, I feel like mine is obviously a different situation because of, you know, my mom dying and everything. Right, right. But I'm not... Like, it's weird because I'm not, I'm not going through, like, really bad depression. Like, I, I, I'll have this, and I don't have it today because I think, I think, honestly, I really haven't had it since I talked to my therapist the other day. But, like, I'll just have, like, a straight-up lump in my throat, and I had it for, like, a week straight. Mm-hmm. And it, it was obviously my grief, and, um, but it wasn't like I needed to stay in bed all day and cry. Like, it was right. like, I have this lump in my throat, but it's manageable. Like, I can go out and, like mostly like go through the day like yeah of course there's not much to do and and I think that if I was going to work every day then it would probably be worse and I would like maybe even have to call out of work or something because, right like I just couldn't deal and I, I probably in that way it's a blessing because I didn't have to like lose work when I was out of when my mom first died and I was able to just like you know grieve in a way yeah it's sort of um but it's you know I, I haven't I haven't really had that like really like deep dark depression I don't think I've had it as like that bad for a little bit probably since yeah. probably since I quit the Radisson the Radisson True. that I went to after that because that was so bad yeah oh my god um but yeah ever since I got my new job but then you know all this stuff happened with the freaking coronavirus and I do I will say like I miss um I miss things that are, like, making me sad. Like, I miss, like, you know, going out to eat because that was, like, a big thing that Mm -hmm. me and Steve always did, Um, like, a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Because we're not really big cookers, so we would do, like, takeout, which we can still do, obviously, but, like, we um, still to go to a restaurant. Like, we went out to eat a lot. Or, like, you know, just going to, like, a bar with friends or whatever. Right. Like, being able to, like, I know there was a couple times where, like, I was just feeling like I needed to get out of the house or you were and like we would text each other and like then we would just go right you know I can't do that right Right. now so that sucks but I don't think like you said like the pressure isn't right like the pressure to perform and like produce as as intense well and to fucking I feel it double fold and I'm not like woe is meing right now but like not having a car is very fucking limiting yeah when you live in the suburbs and I feel super duper duper trapped but in a way it's let go of some pressure in a regard because I have an excuse like I can't come I really can't like I can't go anywhere and it it does make me feel shitty because I do feel like FOMO on certain things but my friends have been super cool about like picking me up or coming over here or whatever but it's also like I don't have those payments I don't have like the upkeep like the other day it started raining I was like that sounds like hail oh my god my car I don't have a car (laughs) I don't have to worry about so many things it's just like a different consideration but 
um, it's led away, I think, the perfect time for this to happen because there isn't that anxiety of like, okay, I need to be here. Kind of cleared How up my am I going to get a there? Bit, yeah. Like, in a way. Like, it also, like, it made me realize, like, what I want. Like I said, like, even though I kind of knew this already, like, I really do want to end up, and people make a lot of money being, like, a director of revenue management. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just realized, like, I, that's what I want to do. So, like, in a way, it's, like, cleared my head a little bit of, like, different things that I really want to accomplish and things I want to do. Right. And, like, because I wasn't, like, in the throes of working and, like, like, being, especially when I was at the end, because it was just every day was, like, I, I love Peddler's Village. It has, like, this special place in my ho- my heart. Like, it's my home. But yeah. I was there for five years. Peddler's Village is such a p- special place anyway. Um, but, like, every day was, like, in and out. Like, work, 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 work. Right. Like, every day, nonstop. Like, even if I even if I was on vacation, like, my boss would call me and ask me certain questions because... I mean, he didn't need to take care of the things that I took care of on a daily basis, and now he did. <coughs> right. So he'd be calling me when I was on vacation, or I would be thinking about, like, you know, what's going on at the inn or, like, whatever. So being, like, a manager, and especially being the manager that, like, where everybody turned to when they needed certain things, like, I was the guest-facing person. If there was guest issues, I would have to be the one, one to deal with them. Worst thing that ever happened was um, when my mom was in the hospital when she was down in Jefferson, I, like, came home from being in the hospital, like, sitting at the hospital all day, and it was a bad day. Like, my mom was in a lot of pain. Like, she was, would be, like, crying in pain. Um, I came home, and there was a guest who would not give up on my, like, front desk people, and I ended up having to, like, talk to this, like, super irate guest on my cell phone at 9 p.m., which is not that late. There's been worse. But but, if you're there all, like, uh, you know, with your mom all day. Not even that. I was at work from until, like, 4 or 5 p.m. Mm. Then I went to the hospital. Then I come home, and I'm finally like, okay, I can relax. And... You got to work again. Yeah. yeah. And like, and it's also like, I'm not, well, and again, this is like with working from home. Like I'm not in this, the, I'm not in the same headspace. Right. Like being at home as I am, like when I'm at work. Right. Like whether it be an office or whether it be at the hotel or whatever, like it's right. just a different mindset. And to have to deal with an irate guest, like I, I, like I knew that there was certain things that I like was saying that I wouldn't have normally said when I was like at the hotel. And I'm like, I can't handle this right because yeah. I'm not like in that. So state. again, like that's, that's the way it was with the inn and like to, to have this break, like even though it's been hard in certain ways, it's also like kind of cleared in my head. I feel like yeah, in a lot of ways and made me realize like what I want. And this is on my list of things to talk about. Mm. I was able to dye my hair blue. Yes. Um, and it's blue again. Yeah. It's, it's still not great, but it's bluer, I feel yeah. like, than the last time. Or, like, it's lasting longer, I guess. Yeah, it's holding on. Um, I left it in for, like, two hours mm. this time. Um, but it was I – I just wanted to talk about this because I felt like um, it was a very weird experience for me to, like, dye my hair because it's something that I wanted to, like – do my whole life like literally since I was probably in like middle school and I you know emo days we were seeing kids yeah <laughs> emo <laughs> yeah totally. um, listening to yellow card <laughs> right 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 um not that yellow card it's like super hardcore no. but that was just the like, first band that came into my, my chemical head. romance not yeah okay. my chemical romance oh my gosh I have a whole playlist me and my friend um Kelly from the inn we made a playlist that's like Deb and Kel's not okay playlist <laughs> And it's just, like, what we listen to whenever we, like, need to listen to. feel feeling emo. Yeah, yeah, which is, like, every day. But, um, yeah. so, yeah, like, I wanted to do it since I was in middle school. And my family being the, like, conservative people that they are and my mom being religious, it was always, like, a no-go. Like, you can't, you can do it when you move out. And right. then, like, by the time I had moved out, I had, like, a professional job at a hotel. So I couldn't do it. So, right. like, to be able to have this time off and, like, It was so crazy when I realized it because I was sitting in my parents' house and my dad was like, 
I like mentioned something was like, I would love to have blue hair. Like me and my niece were talking about something, my nine-year-old niece. And I was like, she's 10 now. Um, yeah. I was like, I need to, I, I need, I want to have blue hair. Like I would love to have blue hair or something. I said something like that. And my dad was like, so do it. Yeah. And I like, it just came over me. Like it was like, over oh, me. I have permission. I was like, I can. Cause like, I, I don't live with my parents anymore and I, I'm not going to be working for the foreseeable future. So right. why not? Like, I don't have anything, right. any reason why I can't. And also like my dad saying it being like, my dad's like super, he doesn't like my tattoos. He doesn't yeah. like, like any of that stuff. Um, I was like, oh, I, I can, <laughs> I can right. do this. So when I like first did it, even though it like didn't, my sister's not like a professional like hairstylist. Um, it was just like almost like freeing in a way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain it. It just was like, this is me. Like, this is how I've always wanted to like express myself. Yeah. And I finally, although I love my tattoos and I do think that like, that's also a way to express myself. Like having, being able to dye my hair blue was like something different. If it's something that you've always wanted to do. That's why I feel like, um, <clears throat> When I did dye my hair, like, fresh out of a breakup, bleached the fuck out of it. Not that I never dyed my hair before that, but it was so extreme. It felt, like, super me. And now that I'm going back natural, I still feel super me. But, like, I remember with my ears, like, stretching my ears or getting my tattoos, like, being so, like, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And, like, now that I finally have them, I'm so, like, happy. And there's, like, stuff that, like, I want to touch up or, like, I still am adding stuff. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. quite, like, at, but I feel just so much more comfortable. Like, being in your able own to skin. express myself yeah. and not feeling, like, especially not feeling judged anymore. Because yeah. I feel like when we first started, like, when we first turned 18, it was still kind of a little bit taboo to do crazy color hair or whatever. And then it was, like, a wave of, like, right after college, everybody just had, like, crazy fantasy hair colors. Mm -hmm. And, like, so I feel definitely way more accepted, like, and able to express myself in a way that I really don't think that's another part I think looped into religion or Christianity is, like, someone having tattoos or, like, having a crazy color hair meant that they weren't, like doing something right or because they didn't look yeah. like society wanted you to look right but that comes from or like mom you weren't like, whole, like prim and proper right yeah. right so you needed attention and that's yeah. why you did it not because you genuinely liked the, how it looked like it was always doing things for right attention right and like kind of like trying to, to stick out when I feel like in religion like you're you're kind of like expected to be like part of the community which is not to say that you're like we're not, but like right. it's it, it's like being in there in like religionized. It's like being part of a community is like kind of fitting the, fitting in the mold. Yeah, like yeah. So I I yeah. I mean, it was definitely very freeing for me, and it was like a weird experience. Like I bleached it, um, which didn't go super well, but I bleached it and then dyed it blue, and then it like ran out, and then I dyed it again, and even dyeing it again, I was like, this is great. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I feel like most myself with my blue hair. Yeah, I'm gonna be sad when I have to go back. Having like natural colored hair, I'm gonna like, you try might to have convince you. Well, like that's what everybody's saying to me because I work in an office. But um, refined hospitality, and it's not a bad thing, but it's very like like their big thing is always being on brand, mm-hmm. which is like almost annoying. <laughs> like they say it all the time. They're like, be on brand, and I'm like, <laughs> we might be able to get away with something like more of like a burgundy or like a purpley, like a darker purple. Like I was thinking, close. even if I like because I've had, I mean, I have dark brown hair, but I've had, I've dyed my hair like straight black before. Mm-hmm. I was thinking if I kind of like you know, have blue tins, then that's kind of like Raven, you know right. what I mean? So maybe I can get away with that. Right. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, you could do like a real deep midnight blue my, black. My boss still has no idea that I dyed a blue. Like I'm back to work from home and he was like, he's like, we're going to do, um, we're going to do a video conference. Oh Jesus. And, um, I was like, okay, fine. And then I realized there's no 
they're so stupid. There's no cameras on the, the desktops oh. that they gave us. So me and the other girl that's working, we both, my coworker, we both knew that. Like, we talked about it. We're like, there's yeah. no cameras on here. And um, we just, like, let him go. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get on the video call, and, like, we can talk, but we can't, he can't see us, and we can see him. And he's just like, uh, what's going on? And we're like, we don't have cameras, Connor. And he was like, Oh. <laughs> oh my god. It was so funny when he realized. So then like now our video conferences are just him. Video yeah, just conferencing sorry, us. Yeah. So he doesn't know. I was like thinking about like just kind of telling him and seeing if he would let me because it is like an office and it's not guest facing. Right. But um yeah, I don't you know, I don't know how it's gonna go over. So I'm kinda like because it's a new job, I'm kinda just like letting it right letting it ride. Well, when I go back like... to work, I'm probably gonna um just say like, Hey, I have blue hair, I'm gonna diet yeah. I guess and like, no I would be I, w- I would says- honestly just because I started dyeing my hair crazy colors when I was in an office setting and they were business casual but like business professional when clients came in but it rarely happened and there were I thought my hair was like grayish white like dramatic like a lot of people had some crazy colors so like I would just sh- if I were you I would just show up and be like hey I can dye this tonight if it's a problem and yeah. then be we'll like see how it goes. yeah they're, I just think they're very, like, on-brand, which is not a bad thing, but it's just, like, I, I just have a feeling you're probably going to be, like, my right. diet, because it's very, like... Yeah. Well... The, like, you have to fit the refined hospitality brand, so... Yeah, just push it. Just, like, hint it darker blue and see <laughs> if it works. Like, we'll is see. this good enough? Yeah, because no? I really okay. do like it, and I mean, like, yeah. I do have to hide my tattoos at work, which is... Well, actually, I that's another thing I don't really know, because I only started, like, two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um... But um, I'm excited to also get more tattoos because that's another way that I feel like it's a good way to – I can't wait till the tattoo. Because now I I have an idea for, like, a kind of um, memorial tattoo for my mom. That's cool. So I'm excited about it. It's another thing that I don't know why I didn't think of. So I was, like, I've been wanting for a really long time to get, um, like, not, like, a quarter sleeve of, Mm -hmm. of like, an orca slash oceanscape. That's cool. Because I have, like, a connection to whales and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was – or just, like, marine life in general. So I was going to get, like, a quarter sleeve so I could hide it at work. Um, and I was, like, telling my brother-in-law – him and I have gotten tattoos together before. And he was, like – he's, like, I want to go get a tattoo. And I'm, like, well, now I want, like, a memorial tattoo for my mom. I'm not sure what I want to get yet. Um, but I also want to start my orca tattoo. And he was, like, why don't you just get a lighthouse? That's because cool. my mom loves lighthouses, and it's like we actually like we we even though we haven't had her funeral funeral yet, we ordered like her prayer card things, which mm-hmm. we ended up getting bookmarks, which we thought would be cute because my mom always worked in the school district and yeah. stuff like that. So um, it has like a lighthouse on it. Oh, so that's cool. I actually thought about it, and I was like, wow, that's a really good point. That is yeah. what I should get. So like an orca and a lighthouse, like, yeah, a little seascape type. I can't wait until they open back up because I'm. Hopefully, I get that government money. Yeah. <laughs> we just got our stimulus. Did you just get your stimulus? Yeah, I don't know why we just got it. That's but crazy. Steve and I just got it the other day. That's crazy. Um, but I'm going to get my Wawa son to represent. Because I always wanted Wait, to... Wait, you're, really, you're going to get a Wawa son? Yeah. I'll show I love it. it. It's, the, it's my Twitter header, basically. But I don't want it to say Wawa. It's just the son. Because I, I have look this Mac now. Miller one, and it's, like, disjointed. Yeah. And then I have this stippled one the, of the Saturn. Yeah. So I want to do it, like, stipples fading into the breaks cool. of the sun and just the little goose there. But um, 
I want to do so I've been wanting to do something Philly, but I'm not from Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, you're from the region. I know. I know that, like, people in Philadelphia would be like, Meh. Right, exactly. So the, I oh, okay. said, Wawa. Yeah. Like, are you going to get the goose and everything? The goose, not Wawa. Well, you're though. not going to get, yeah, that would right. be crazy. It would be weird. But <laughs> I'm going to probably get the give you, like, free Wawa. And I want them, I, they, they will. They'll really? give you free co- coffee if you get tattoo, their tattoo. I'm but does it have to say Wawa? For life. No, I think that that would count. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not doing it for the coffee. I'm doing it for the love of the okay, thing. Okay, gotcha. But, um, and what was it? Like, always been. I remember, like, my my dad would be like, all right, we're going to go tap Mac. Or my mom would go get cigarettes. Tap Mac. Like, I went to Wawa. I've gone to Wawa probably more than I've been anywhere in my Truly. I used to, like, it was, um, like, a thing that we used to walk to Wawa. Mm-hmm. Like, when you when we started getting more freedom, yeah. like, that's where me and Amy would always would always walk. We'd we would be walk. to Wawa. Sam Ford and I would go in like the middle of the night when we would have sleepovers at our house because it was the only place that was open. Yeah, we would go there before like every Friday night football game and get like our like hot chocolate steamer thing <laughs> and like a hoagie or like before volleyball games. So yeah, yes, Wawa is a huge deal. Yeah. If you have any non Philadelphia listens. Yes, Wawa over sheets. They do have, yeah, Wawa over sheets. Um, Also, they do have them in Florida. So, like, when I went to visit Todd in Orlando, I was like, ah, home. (laughs) It's great. I feel like now people are more from this area are like, okay, we can move to Florida now because there's Wawa there. (laughs) It's a big deal. It's a big fucking deal. And I went, I went to school in Sheets Country, so it's a big fucking. I went, like, I went to Sheets. Like, we, me and Steve were like, you know, up that way hiking, doing something. Yeah. Went to Sheets. I hate it. This is not Wawa. No. You guys are all wrong if you say that it's better. You obviously haven't tried Wawa. It's fried. It's fucking disgusting. You could get better bar food. Um, Yes. All right, so we're getting up there on timing. Did you have anything Damn. else that you want to talk about? I don't remember. I feel like there was some stuff. It's fine. We talked about enough of them. We hit the okay. We hit the bullet points. All right. So you know the final segment. Which yes. how are you entertaining yourself these days? All right. Have you watched Never Have I Ever? I just started it. Michelle made me watch it. Yes, good because so it's cute. so good. Amy made me watch it's it. It's so cute. It is adorable. I love it. It was so cute. I watched all of it. Um. Have you ever? It's kind of similar, but kind of different. But did you watch Pen Fifteen? I have not on Hulu. No, I have Hulu. I should. It is. Um, I'm looking for something else it's now that different I did that. Because the the, <laughs> the teens or whatever. So they're in middle school. They're not in high school. She's in high school and never have I ever. Right. Yes, yeah. she is in high school because she's getting ready for college. So yeah, it's middle schoolers, but they're girls that are like our age, maybe a little bit older than us, playing middle schoolers oh okay but it's our middle school time like it's oh okay but is it like is it like kind of like a thing like that they're um like a joke that they're like yeah they're they're definitely comedians the the the, the two actresses but they're they're playing among middle schoolers so like their peers are actual middle schoolers what is it called pen 15 like penis Why did that take me so long? It's the Skittles. But you know what's funny? Laura, who was a teacher, she's like, oh, like penis, like immediately. And I'm like, it's because you got, you're working in a school and they kids write it like that. And they draw penises all over the place. But I think it's pretty similar to Never Have I Ever in that like brings you back to like awkward things that you went through. Although that's a little bit less relatable because we're white and not with like a true yeah situation. yeah I mean the the thing that I, I feel like for me obviously but it was like you know partially about grief and stuff so right. I, I did really like it um that's right I god I wrote it down but now I'm like blanking I really shouldn't have had the fucking skittles <laughs> <laughs> I um 
I like I liked it. Um, <laughs> I liked the I liked the whole thing with the with the guy, and um, I'm interested for a new season to see like what happens because she like. Don't spoil, spoil it. For, alert. Don't. Okay, I no. didn't finish it. No. Okay. Oh shit, you didn't finish no, it. No, I'm okay. only like halfway through the okay. season. All right, I won't spoil it. All right, I'm sorry, but okay. I'm glad you're watching it because I really like it. We'll talk um, about it off air when I. All right, well, we have to talk about Euphoria now, even though it's been a really yes. long time. So, guys, hot take: fresh, fresh new show out now. <laughs> Euphoria. <laughs> It's been out for like it's, it's been too. It's been, I feel like it's been forever. Yeah, because like I feel like when I watched it, I was already kind of like late on the game. It's got to be coming like the end of summer or fall television if they're able to. You know. Yeah. I'm pissed because my show Good Girls got cut off. It, oh, like five girls, yeah. fucking oh, episodes early. Wait. It's good. What's Good Girls? I good Girls is with like Mae Whitman and Christina Hendricks yes. and Retta. I watched that. Yes, I like that show. I watched so much crap. It's like hard to like remember Same. everything that Especially I watched. Especially right now because it's like blow all, through something. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, but yes, I watched that. I didn't know. Is there like a new <laughs> season on? It was. It's. It was like a fall. Because I, I think they took it, like, like a winter break or something. Or no, it, it actually just started. But yeah, they only got to like eleven episodes instead of sixteen. I love May Whitman, by the way. She's great. She's wonderful. I liked her in Parenthood. Um, I didn't watch that. Parenthood's good. I mean, it's you know, I feel like it's more like for like our parents' age mm-hmm. people. Um, but I, I did. I liked it. I liked May Whitman's character. Her, um, her um, character development was on point. Like mm. she, she was probably the best one as far as like character development. Um, and that kid from Thirteen Reasons Why is her brother oh the main show. dude not the main dude Uh-oh. no not clay um alex oh oh yeah okay he's her brother and they're like best friends like they like live together and i life. like him a lot yeah i like him too um okay but we were talking about euphoria yes. so um first of all i love zendaya yeah, she's like, fantastic. Like, she's like a sexual awakening type person. Like, I love her. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. She's so hot. Um, and also just a great actress. And a See, I can't person. tell if I think she looks like a little girl or not too much for me. Well, I don't. In that show, I feel like she True. does. But I feel like if you, if you look at like her Instagram and stuff, she's hot. She's a little skinny. She's like a little like. Yeah, maybe that's why she's like small. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's cool. She's yeah. just cool. Um, and that whole show, like, just, I, I think it's so um, important almost these days. Or, like, like it's it's very, because they, they deal with so much, like, you know, gender and, Trans like, non-conforming. Yeah. And, like, um, just, you know, all the, I, I remember I was talking about it with Steve because he did not watch it. He watched, like, one episode with me and he was, like, first of all, he said it was too dark. And I was, like. I, I guess I could see that, but it's also, like, fun. Like, right. it's, like, very glittery. And, right. Um, but he said he doesn't think it's very realistic. And I was like, ah! Like, I feel like there are high schoolers who, like, legitimately go through a lot of the things that they go through on that show. <laughs> so I feel like there's some things that I knew, like, people that I knew that, like, you know. My brother and I, my middle brother Cody and I were talking about it, and we said this is what Curtis's generation is like. Yeah. Because we didn't have all of that. Like, we didn't really have webcams. We didn't really have video right. chats. That's true. Not yeah. really. I mean, you we were, did a little you bit. You could, but it was. It, I feel like we didn't use them as like much that, until like college. Like, where it like, like, what are you saying? I'll just call you on the phone. Like, so we didn't have it too too much because like I always think about the girl that's doing like basically like the only only fans or whatever. She's like on like the webcam like doing like Are you talking about web girl stuff what is her name? i forget her name god i forget like all their names i know because it's been so long <sighs> but they're like main girl she's 
trans. No, 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 no. I wasn't even talking about her. I was talking about oh, the girl. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I know what you're talking And, like, about. how she was, like, buying all this, like, uh, not bondage isn't the right word. What's that fucking, like... Um, I forget what it's called. I really shouldn't have. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Yeah. Words are escaping me. I never me. can fucking get... When I get to this part, I never can remember. Not, like, bondage type clothes, whatever. Dominatrix? Dominatrix. Yes, yes. that's the word. <laughs> Yeah, like those things to me are like oh, seemingly. She was like also a hot for bit. very different reasons. They but all she was were. Also hot Everybody was pretty. On Everybody that show. is pretty. You know on who that show. I think is the hottest though, and I think it's like my Mac Miller thing is like her buddy. Oh my god! <sighs> I told I I told I, love him. I told Steve that he would be Steve's favorite character on that show. Totally, like, he's my favorite character. He's great. Oh yeah. my god, the freaking scene when she's like pounding on the door and she's like, "You ruined me!" Oh my god! Yeah, like, sobbing. That was a lot. And he's like, he's like leaning in. He's so sad. Oh god. I know. I love him so much. Sad heart. But yeah, that. Um. So spoiler alert. I want to talk about that ending. I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) do you think finale? Do you think that she? So what do you think? Like, because it it was kind of like left up in the air. Do you think that she was like overdosing? Okay, but I I heard some people say that they think that she over like she overdosed and died before Uh the like at the beginning of the season, and that was like all of. Like it was like um, like she was a ghost. Like the whole. Season. I don't know. That's no. too much. Somebody for me. said that. I think that's too far. Too far off. Like that was actually like the end, or like that was like the beginning of the season. Like going back mm. to it, but I didn't really think that. So you think she overdosed? You think she died, or she just? Like, no, I don't think she's dead. I don't think they. Can I definitely her. think she overdosed because she um. She hadn't been like doing drugs, and right. like that's like the big thing that everybody says. Like that's why a lot of people die is because they they're not doing drugs, they're like they're clean, and then they go and they right, like you know do exactly the amount that they were doing right before when they, they were sober. Stop, so their yeah. tolerance wasn't up. So yeah, so yeah, think I think dead? she overdosed. No, I don't think she's dead because that would ruin the whole show if she was dead. Right, like she would know she's the main character. I think. I mean, I would say she's the yeah, main she's character. the main character. So. She narrates a lot of it, right? Yeah, yeah she they they like kind of go back and forth, and like it's <laughs> yeah. all it's an it's an ensemble cast. Like they all right. kind of have their own episodes, but she narrates most of it. Yeah, I would call her the main character. I also think that like. I really enjoyed it a lot because a lot of what, like, resonates with me, and this is, this is, like, why I'm a fucking crazy bitch. Like, I know I have, like, serious issues. (laughs) Don't we all? But, like, I could definitely relate with, like, the conflicting in, like, your sexuality. Like, Mm -hmm. is this a friend or is this, like, Mm -hmm. a relationship thing? Yeah. And being, like, super jealous. Like, when her friend, like. I've been there. Or when Jules went to, like, visit her friend or whatever and, like went to the train and like I felt like so much of that like crazy bitch jealousy yeah. thing where like you're not really expressing how you really feel yeah or like you and a friend or whatever friend or anything beyond that aren't like on the same page and like you don't know how to convey that like I feel I feel like that resonates <coughs> super hard for me personally yeah but. yeah I could see that I've like had like friendships that have been like super freaking intense that to the point where it's like like you're almost blurring the lines between like right whether it's <laughs> like a relationship or a friendship right or whether you have like romantic feelings or if it's just like close friendship like, right yeah I definitely and I and I really like their relationship too like I think that they it's kind of toxic but right. I also think like it's very realistic and that's why when Steve is like it's not realistic I was like there's a lot of things that that I would say aren't realistic, like oh, Jules fucking an adult, like. But I mean, eh, though, <laughs> no, it definitely happens. 
<laughs> it does, but I think the ex- maybe I'm just a sheltered person, but I think the I, extreme- you are not a sheltered person, eh? <laughs> well, child, I was maybe <laughs> okay. I was a sheltered like, you know, I think child children are so innocent or whatever, yeah. and I forget that like. Well, do you mean like how like cavalier she was about it, like the fact that she yeah. was just like not uncomfortable? Like, I mean, not that she wasn't uncomfortable, but like. She would just did it. And right. It was like, no thought about it. Yeah, it was like, whatever. Which you can see, like, there are a little bit of her, like, internal, like, dialogue with herself a little bit, I would say, like, arguing. Like, she definitely wasn't as comfortable as she appeared to be with certain things, but I don't know. I just think it's kind of like that 13 Reasons Why feeling where it's like, okay, all of this shit is happening in all these different lives and, like, yeah, I don't know. But I like 13 Reasons Why, too, I have to say. I know a lot of people are like, don't like it, but I do. I fell off. I'm like, why? <laughs> I love it. I don't understand why it's still going on, but right. I do like it, and I will watch the next season when it comes on. I love the meme where it's like, didn't that bitch, this is probably trigger warning or insensitive <laughs> or whatever, but like, didn't that bitch kill herself season one? How are <laughs> four seasons of this? Like, is it like it turned into something else? Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's fine. They I, lost me at the whole spoiler alert school shooting thing. So like, I can't. Yeah. No. I. I mean, it's. I, it probably shouldn't still be on, but I will watch the new season. I. I just. I don't. I like it. I like the whole like, um, who done it thing. Like True. I like to like try to piece yeah. things together with the show or like me and Steve like those kind of shows where we like discuss like I like to guess I, what's happening so you watched The Outsider right I did watch The Outsider that's that was a show where I was like oh what's gonna happen next did like, you like it yes I liked it you didn't like it I liked it okay here's here's my problem one with it was going in I thought it was like a Jason Bateman show and I love I Jason know, Bateman everybody says this I love Jason Bateman but I understand he's got a lot of other stuff going on with Ozark which is also a wonderful show uh-huh. but um I feel like they sucked me in with like making it like I feel like it was like false advertising that's like, how I got my dad to watch it because he wasn't about it and I was like but it's Jason Bateman oh <laughs> did you already know <laughs> yeah oh that's so mean it was like four episodes in so was, like, I, I didn't even think it was four I think it was no like I two. was at the point oh, so okay. I knew like he wasn't probably gonna be there anymore like because he yeah he, uh, spoiler alert he died right season or episode I feel like it was two? episode two but it might have been later than that could have been three but it definitely happened early yeah it did and I was like well now he's dead so that's yeah. that um I liked it kind of um I I thought that they kind of gave up the whole thing too early I kind of agree too like they like they should have had some more suspense yeah into what the and I'm also not, was or whatever yeah I'm also like I do like fantasy stuff but I'm not like super like into Stephen King type stuff so I, I am into the Stephen King type stuff so that's why it like, yeah. appealed I mean to I me. do I do in some things but I don't know I, I just felt like it was too early I they also, gave up the whole monster like too early I, I agree with you but I also like the character and this is what I would argue is like the title sake but the the girl I forget her name who has, like, the special abilities. Like, she just has that memory. Oh, I loved her. Yeah, and I think she is the outsider. I think if they do more seasons of it, that it'll follow her. Good. I think it should. She was great. She was awesome. Her acting was, like, fantastic. Like, Mm -hmm. she just... Uh, I'm pretty sure she was supposed to be, like, autistic. I'm I'm guessing that that was kind of... But she was a little bit less... I mean, everybody's different as far as... It's a spectrum for a reason, but... I felt like she was a little less socially awkward than a lot of like no, autistic people that I've met. No, but she had some tics. Yeah. Like, like more OCD-like kind of. Yeah. But I think it's all just in, it, like blended into that like paranormal ability that she has. So yeah. I, I think it's like... Maybe, maybe I just thought she was autistic. It's a big thing with 
that was like memory and stuff right. like that. Maybe. I don't know. I thought she was, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I just thought her, like the actress, her acting was like on point. Yeah, I think it was like the the kind of like, they kind of alluded to her being diagnosed autistic, but she definitely has like yeah some sort of like The, the whole power. gas station scene with the guy that she was, she was the so, dating dude. I didn't really get him. So like he did have the, he, do you know the, the, the white blonde guy? He was like, and he was trying to kill her. And she went into the bathroom. Yeah, 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 the cop. And then she went out the, yeah, the cop. <coughs> yeah. She went out the, the window. Yeah. I just well, she didn't actually go through out, out the window. She broke the window to make it seem Seemed like, like she was. Going I was like so. I was like on the edge of my chair during that season scene. I thought it was so good. I know, and he didn't really want to kill everybody, but the thing was controlling it. Yeah, and yeah, that was great. Um, was so one. yeah, I I did like it. I didn't again. I thought that I hated the Jason Bateman thing that he was dead so early. Oops. Yeah. Spoiler alert, folks. But um, but maybe it's good that they know because right. then so you're you not can't being, be sucked in by Jason Bateman. You're not being tricked into anything here. Um, okay, so the other things that I'm watching, anyway, uh, moving on from that, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watched a documentary yesterday with Steve called Biosphere. Okay. Um, I think it was on Hulu. Um, it was basically about something that happened in the 90s that I didn't know about. Um, and it was like, it, it was called Biosphere 2, was this like, um, it was kind of like a hippie group that like built this whole. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I've never seen the documentary, but... You knew that it happened? Yeah. So they were, like, trying to build something that could eventually be built on, like, another planet. Right. That was basically, like, Earth inside of this... um, Self-sustaining bubble Yeah, so they, like, they brought in, like, a bunch of different species of, like, plants and animals, and they had, like, a rainforest and, like, a desert and an ocean and, you know, all that, and um, eight people lived in it for two years, like, without outside anything yeah yeah interference so it was interesting um and then freaking steve bannon showed up at the end and i was like what the hell why like steve bannon took over the like he like was somehow involved he like i forget exactly how it was but he he like was involved in like of course it got destroyed after that because Jesus Christ. steve bannon is a capitalistic asshole yeah just kind of tying it all together of the capitalism that we were talking earlier That's and how crazy. it's evil but like he ruined it and that could have been like a good thing a they got like a lot of data from it which was all destroyed all yeah. the data from it was destroyed. That sucks. That could have, like, really been helpful for, like, climate change and stuff like that. Right. And B, um, like, eventually that's probably something that we're going to have to need. And I told Steve, I was like, because me and Steve's thing have always been, um, I'm not moving. Like, if we have to leave the planet, I'm not going. Like, if mm-hmm. the planet's going to be destroyed, I'll go down with this rock. Okay. Like, I'm not going. Um, <laughs> and Steve's always like, that's ridiculous. Like, we're going to Mars if, you know, it comes to it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm not going. I'm no. not going to destroy another planet. Right. So I told Steve, I was like, if that's something that exists, like the biosphere thing where it's like basically Earth somewhere else, maybe I'll consider maybe it. Maybe consider it. But yeah. I'm not going otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would go either after, especially after I watched that one, like Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Pratt movie where they're like going to Mars and they wake I up. Saw that. He like wakes up and then he wakes her up. And then they like die on the ship. Oh God! They like, they like freeze them. Spoiler alert! Sorry, I don't know what the movie's called, but it's <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. I think I, I remember seeing like the ads for it. But. Yeah, they like go on the spaceship to another planet to like they're all sleeping or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're frozen. So Jennifer Lawrence's character actually is a journalist who's just taking the trip, gonna write about it, and then go back to Earth. So the whole thought is like everybody that you know and their kids aren't even going to be alive because it takes like whatever like 57 years right wow that's interesting so i wouldn't go for like those purposes also i watched what's that space show fifth 
Avenue Five. Avenue Five. No, I love that show. Yeah. I can't wait for that to come to come out more. That more makes seasons. me think like about how freaky space is. Space scares the fuck out of me. Um, I think it scares me too. It's a little bit. It's it's vast. <laughs> There's <Yeah>. a lot, <laughs> especially since we um, we've been like you know hearing about UFOs being real, which really doesn't prove aliens because it's just proving that unidentified flying objects like are real could just which is things from the from earth that are straight up unidentified <laughs> like, right yeah <laughs> people fly things without telling people that right. they're flying things like not everybody follows the goddamn laws exactly. people exactly um no but i i i don't think it's what i don't think it's that it scares me it's just i don't want to destroy another planet like mm-hmm. i don't want to go but again if we're like taking all of our resources and like you know, living off of Earth stuff in a biosphere, then I feel like that's different. Less impactful. But I'm yeah. not going... Like, if they find another planet that's similar to Earth, I'm not I'm not going. Right. Like, because I don't want to go destroy... Just fuck it up. I don't want to go destroy another planet. Like, I feel like humans are fucked up, and I yeah. don't want to go and be, like, a part of destroying another planet. Um, but anyway, what are you watching these days? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, my friend... I don't know what I talked... Because I just recorded on Tuesday, so... I haven't really like watched too too much. I start. I I'm still chugging away at my my handy dandy art of fielding. I got to halfway through. Did you talk about that with Steve? I did. Okay, because I know that's like one of his favorite books. I've been reading this for like three years now. My friend Bradley really? gave this to me like two and a half years ago. Yeah, but um, and I started reading it like and on Sam's my trip too. to San I think Francisco, Sam really likes it, which I know that's not surprising, but. Yeah, it seems like a sand book, but um, it's 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 good. It's really good. But I finally got through like to the halfway point, and I'm like, okay, now it picks up. Now I understand because the first half is just like good setting up everybody. So it's been it's it it talks a lot. There's a lot of like sexuality stuff. So it's like heating up now. Like they the conflict is cool. coming. Um, so I'm, I'm so gonna, bad at reading. Oh, so am I. So I have decided if I read. 10 pages a day, I will get it done in less than a month. And 10 pages is nothing. Yeah, that's not too bad. So I figure if I, like, read, like, you know, before bed every night. Yeah, hopefully I'll get through. Because my problem is I got all these, my friends keep giving me good books to read. And I'm like, fuck, like, I want to read these because I'm kind of, obviously, two years later. I've stopped and read other books. But I'm like, I just need to finish it. So I'm going to finish that, hopefully, in a month. And then, um... I've been watching Nathan for You, which is a Comedy Central show. It's kind of like mockumentary style, but it's not because he's actually doing it. So it's this dude. He graduated from school in um, Canada, business school, and he's helping people with their small businesses. Oh, so he goes to these people and he well, gives them ideas to is increase it, it revenue mean? or whatever. Does <laughs> he mean? No, he's not mean. So okay. he he's like speaking of autism. He's somebody who like has the social qualities of, like, somebody that's, like, you know, struggles with social interactions, but he's, like, also so confident, so it's, uh, it's like, a reverent well that, in a yeah. way. I mean, there are a lot of people that are like that. Like, I know my um, my sister's brother, he's autistic, and he he's, like, he has the memory thing, and he's definitely, like, he doesn't have a filter, but mm-hmm. he's very confident about the things that he says. Yeah. And I don't think that he has, like, any sort of... Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's, like, self, I mean, maybe he is. I'm not aware so I shouldn't it, be, yeah. like, assuming. But, like, he just, he just says shit. Like, the wildest shit. Like, yeah. And I don't think he feels any sort of, like, I don't think he's self-conscious. Yeah. I could be wrong. He could be very, but, like. Yeah. He just, he seems very confident to me. <laughs> yeah, this host, I think it's an act. Like, I don't think this is his actual personality. Oh, I okay. could be wrong, but it's fucking hysterical. So, like, for one, 
he's going to help out this realtor, right? So what he does is he makes her the ghost realtor. So she gets hooked up with, like, a psychic and, like, some sort of, like, what do they call, like, the priest that, like, exorcist, like, an exorcist guy. Yeah. And they, like, go around and tell you before you buy this house. And that was actually a a successful one. She, like, capitalized on it and started to do, like, her own web series with it. But he goes to some people and he's, like, just gives them these terrible ideas, like, make your gas 99 cents or like whatever a dollar to fill up your tank but you have to do a mail-in rebate to get it and to mail it in you have to hand deliver it to a mailbox at the top of this mountain nobody's so, gonna fucking exactly do that. it's funny though you have to watch it to understand <laughs> okay. the of it, but it's also like super fucking cringeworthy another show that i've been watching is cake um my fr- it's like fucking Lara Mickle that gave me all these goddamn recommendations <laughs> of shows, and they're all so cringeworthy that like I can't watch too much. Some of the of them. Cr- some of the cringy shows I can't do it. Too. Yeah, I, Never Have I Ever was kind of cringy. Yeah, in a lot of parts of it where I I really like that show. Like you said, it's it's really cute, but there were parts <laughs> of it where I was like, oh god. Yeah, you're able to get over some of those like things that are like more like. Um, youthful fiction but I think with like Nathan for you it's like real yeah so it's kind of real you have to check it out but um cake is like a sketch show it's comedy it's very interesting season one was really good there's a couple skits that you would really like on there but um season two was kind of weird other than that I've been putting on like random movies for background noise because I've been so like just like figuring out this unemployment shit is taking so much time, and also looking for a car. I like literally just sit on Facebook Marketplace like yeah. six hours a day. I do that a lot. A I put on things, and it, I don't even pay attention to them. But like, I also don't like silence. So I, I think Same. I've said that before. I don't like silence. So yeah. I like need to have something. Even when I'm working, like when I'm even though I'm taking phone calls, and a lot of times I have to pause it. Like mm-hmm. I need to have like music or or TV or Same. something on because I can't work otherwise. Like I just. I get, like, all in my head, and it's weird. Same. So It's even, like, editing this podcast, sometimes I like to just have the TV on on mute or something because it's, like, something to... Or, like, I'll pull up Facebook or something while I'm editing. Even though I need to be listening, like, there's something about just, like, only focusing on that one thing that, like, almost drives me crazy. Yeah, I think but. it, like, turns off, like, a certain part of my brain. Yeah. Like, that I need to, like, silence to be able to get... It's probably my, I get it. my ADD, but... Right. Um, yeah, I, I hear that. I do that a lot. I actually have been, because there's a new season of Riverdale. I don't know if you watch Riverdale. No. But there's a new season of Riverdale, which I mostly watch. That show's cra- ridiculous. Like, there, it makes no sense. The whole storyline. Well, when they were talking no about it on Never Have I Ever, like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's why I don't watch Riverdale. I, I, I watch it mostly for the aesthetic. Like, it's similar to, I, I feel like it's it's got a very um, specific um God, the fucking styles. Skittles. Yeah, it's it's got a very it's it's very it's, it's the same aesthetically pleasing. As like Sabrina, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same, and that's why everybody was like, you need to watch Sabrina a because you would love it, but also like it's the if you like Riverdale, it's the same aesthetic, right? And it's the same universe. So, um, but yeah, that that has a new season coming out. So I I started rewatching. It already came out, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, I started rewatching it but I'm not paying attention to mm-hmm. it because again it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. anyway so I've just been like it's just been on in the background like constantly for the last like two weeks I did just and this has been kind of like an excuse to start listening to music again because I really only listen to music in my car which I spent a lot of life in my car yeah prior to the quarantine um so I've 
Just hooked up my Nintendo 64 down there. Nice. I've been playing Mario. Steve would be proud. So I've been listening to music while I play Mario. That's one thing. I don't play video games a lot, but I do. um, I like to. And this is just, I think, when you're married, you have to like come up with ways to have like together time. Mm -hmm. But um, like I'll sit on the couch with Steve when he's playing video games and I'll like listen to music. And I have not, I'm really bad at reading and I love reading. So it's a shame that I'm like really bad at it. But like, cause I always just get distracted and yeah. I like, and then I'm like, what the fuck? And then I have to reread the same page same. like 30 oh times. God. But I've been, um, especially since like, you know, my mom died, I've been reading a lot more poetry. Mm. I've been doing things that, and I don't know if this is like the quarantine or if this is my mom dying, but I've been doing things that I used to really enjoy that I have not done. Like, yeah. for one, like, listening to music while I'm in my house. Like you said, like, I used to always just, like, listen to music in the car. So, mm-hmm. like, I've been listening to more music, like, when I'm at home, like, just chilling and, like, yeah. I'll just hang out and listen to music. I'm also reading more, which is, again, something that I used to love, like, you know, huge Harry Potter when I was yeah. a kid. I, like, vividly remember Frank Novak making fun of me because <laughs> I was, like, I reread Harry Potter this summer and he was, like, oh, cool. Oh, my <laughs> I was, God. like, I'm cool, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I've been, um, poetry I've been, cause I used to love poetry and I haven't really been reading it so much. So I like started reading poetry again. Mary Oliver is my favorite poet. Okay. Um, so, um, and also like writing, like, which is actually kind of advice of my therapist. She's like, you need to journal. Yeah. So, and it helps cause I was having trouble sleeping. I like wasn't sleeping. I didn't sleep for like a week straight. Oh my God. <laughs> so she's like, you need to like write, like journal before you go to bed. And yeah. I didn't think that it was going to help, but it really did. That's good. So if you ever have like really bad trouble sleeping, try, give it a try. Yeah, I can't. I have horrible insomnia and journaling isn't for me, but I do write before I go to bed. If I can't fall asleep, that's when I get like struck with the creative bug. But I was talking to somebody, I don't know if it was on the podcast in particular or just in conversation with somebody, but um, writing for me because it is work is it takes away from that. That like, makes sense. I don't like to. That's why my blogs are so few and far between because it takes a lot to. Well, like, I, I just like have also, to be struck at the right moment yeah, to want to do it. Yeah, I feel like it also takes up, like, some emotional energy, too. It so. takes up so much emotional energy, if, especially for, like, creative nonfiction blogging, like, I do, like, under yeah. the whole Yeah, I just wrote a really good brand. blog post today, and it was kind of, like, some, it was, like, kind of tied into, like, going back to life after, like, quarantine and stuff. I'll send it to you. Yeah, send it to me. I've been reading a lot of, like, short shit right That's what now. I'm good at. Like, reading. Yeah. That's why I like poetry, because it's, like... Lots of New York Times articles, stuff that's, like, quick, and then trying to get through that book. But Because I read that one book. If you if you need something to read, please take it. I think you'd really like it. What My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Hmm. I think there are a couple of plot points that would be pretty relatable for you, especially now. But I read that right before the quarantine, and I'm kind of glad I did because it's literally the premises, and I've said it, this isn't, like, a spoiler at all, but she, um, she just tries to sleep through a whole year so she like medicates herself and like mm. literally doesn't leave her apartment except for when she like is blacked out on medication and like runs to the bodega oh, and God. like she's like what <laughs> happened when I was here last like she like it's very interesting very interesting uh, my interest is peaked yeah all right well anything else shall we sign off sure all right thanks for coming back I'm glad that I did. Yes. Hopefully I talked about everything that I wanted to. I think you did. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to listen and you're be like, fuck, I wanted to talk about this. Yeah. It's I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to listen to it and be like, damn it. It's all right. We have two hours logged. Jesus Christ. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.